Ladies and gentlemen, this is an auspicious day. What a day! What a fabulous day! It is, in fact, a red-letter day. Today marks the dawning of a new episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo. Featuring Parker. If at first you don't succeed, keep on sucking till you do succeed. <laughs> and Chris. On the streets, he's known as a jackass. Two premier content creators promoting the healthiest brand integrity in the world. Tell them what they've won, Spider. The way I see it, this should be a very dynamite show. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to one of the last episodes of the year of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. My name is Chris. With me, as always, is Barker and Alex. Shout out to our producer, Bigfoot. We watched The Core, uh, one of the dumbest movies I've ever seen in my life. It was a coin flip between this and Lost in Space. I have to admit, I'm happy we went with this, mostly because I got to see something kind of fresh. I'd never seen it before. And also because there's going to be a lot to talk about with the science on here. I think Boy, we're all men is of there. science in, in some capacity. <laughs> Parker, you're a scientist, right? Yeah. I'm a, yeah. I am a huge fan of the I Fucking Love Science page on Facebook, and therefore <sighs> I know everything there is about this movie. And <laughs> Fuck me. You know, let's, uh... <laughs> I, so, I really hate that. I hate I, all <laughs> yeah. So I, I went into this movie armed with a Twitter page of Neil deGrasse Tyson, and uh, oh, we'll I get think... to him, buddy. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> Fuck me. This uh, okay. is going to be the worst episode. <laughs> Parker, let's start us off strong here. Do you have any news? Hey, Chris. Yeah. You like old movies, right? I do, yeah. What would you do if I told you David Ayer, the mastermind behind Suicide Squad and Bright, two of your favorite movies of this decade? <laughs> is going to write and direct a remake of The Dirty Dozen. Chris, you are thoughts. Why? <laughs> Why would you do that to Chris? He hates Steve Martin so much. That's... <laughs> Wait, is he going to be in it? <laughs> I appreciate your cheaper by the dozen joke. <laughs> oh, there we go. Hi, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, you know, that's the thing is that The Dirty Dozen is a pretty good movie. Not anymore, but it makes sense that he'd do it because the Suicide Squad, more like the Dirty Dozen, got him. Okay. What if it had orcs in it instead of old dead actors no one cares about? Uh, well, I'll tell you what, if Max Landis is writing, maybe we'll do it for an episode. A dozen strong, the secret story of the horse soldiers. <laughs> <laughs> these orcs, no, these are American bombs. Now, uh... <laughs> Actually, guys, uh, I have a little bit of news, uh, something that I want to talk about. Did you follow up on the Dr. Disrespect TV show? I was going to leave that to you. We all have our beats that we have to cover. <laughs> uh, a, a co-worker comes up to me, uh, Jack Cottle, shout out to him if he's listening, and he greets me with words that I'll never forget. Hey, Chris, you know who Shmi Skywalker is, right? I stop what I'm doing at my desk, and I slowly turn my head to look at him. Because <laughs> those are words you kind of never want to hear. I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to admit it. The worst non sequiturs <laughs> I've ever heard in my life. Uh, anyway, he says, so let me tell you some uh, Star Wars news that I heard. I'm like, all right. Use it on the podcast, I guess. He's like, so uh, you remember Legends of the Hidden Temple, right? I'm like, 
yeah, I, I, I love that show when I was Oh, kid. yeah. And, I uh, he, this now. and he tells me, it's just like, yeah, they're going to make a, another one. It's uh, another game show that's like uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple. I'm like, whoa, that'd be really cool. You know, you put the monkey together and like the temple guards and stuff. And he's like, it's going to be based on uh, Star Wars. And I just kind of like sat down in my chair and just like my face sort of <laughs> fell like, oh. And he's like, and guess who the host is going to be? <laughs> now, he, he says this to me. <laughs> And he, and he says, you're never going to guess. And I'm like, I actually think I have a fair shot of guessing. And I turn to him and I barely remember, is it going to be Shmi Skywalker? And he says, oh, no. Uh, and I'm like, oh, uh, I, I don't know. Jar Jar Binks? He's like, close. It's the guy who played Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> oh, fuck. I read this and my mind went, oh, clearly that's a joke. And then just <laughs> flushed it out. <laughs> fuck me. That's... Man. Now, you might be wondering where Shmi Skywalker comes into all I this. wasn't. So am I. It's one of those things where I hope I never hear that name again. It just sounds like one of those things I text you at 3.30 in the morning because I can't <laughs> sleep. Hey, Chris, remember Shmi Skywalker? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck up, they just left her there, right? I don't know why he's And then by the time you respond, I've gone to sleep. <laughs> I don't know why he's bringing up Captain Hook's sidekick. Uh, Parker, do you have any more news? No. Fuck you. Don't try and breeze past that. Fuck yourself. No, there's nothing. God is dead. Star Wars is coming. Merry Christmas, everyone. Alright, let's move on to our Jerks of the Week. Oh, fuck. I can't believe you've done this. My Jerk of the Week is whoever writes the questions for Poor House Trivia. They asked a, a question, a trivia. It's a, it's a list of three. Uh, name each movie that the title consists of only two letters. Uh, the first the first one <laughs> the first one is uh, I don't remember what the question was, but the answer was the movie Pi. Uh, the second one was uh, I don't remember, but it wasn't Ma and it wasn't it. so I was uh, but we got it anyway. The third one. Uh, ESPN declared this 1994-1995 movie with Matt LeBlanc and a chimpanzee to be the worst sports movie of all time. <laughs> ladies and I wonder gentlemen, why they'd say that. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Ed is the gonorrhea of movies. It just keeps coming back. <laughs> I can never be safe. It's a good thing that like that that happened though, because if we did Lost in Space, we'd be guaranteed at least one more Ed joke. Yeah, sure would hate to watch that in a couple weeks. <laughs> uh, do you guys have any jerks of the week? I do. I always do. <laughs> Mine will come up later. Okay. My jerk of the week is my waitress at Red Lobster today. Uh-oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> you guys are probably familiar with the unlimited soup, salad, and breadsticks combo that Olive Garden has, correct? Yeah. Well, Red Lobster has introduced something that's similar, in that you get unlimited soup, salad, and biscuits. Two of which you can get from just buying a salad. But I digress. So I'm just sitting there, you know, waiting for my edible to wear off, eating a bunch of fucking food. Like, real excited, like, didn't eat dinner last night, super excited to just chow down on this. Crush the first bowl of soup and the salad... Crush the second bowl of soup in the salad. My waitress walks out with a third one, unprompted, and says, You look really hungry, so I brought you the big bowl. Took two bites and about fell over. (laughs) (laughs) 
she believed in you when no one else would. So it's it's, it's her fault because you got the big bowl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was even like, yeah, I'm supposed to give you the smaller bowl, but you know, you just looked really hungry, so I brought this instead. <laughs> and Lord knows, I have no self control. So, uh, <laughs> if anyone's curious as to why I napped on the couch for nearly eight hours earlier, it was probably the eight biscuits, three bowls of soup, and two and a half salads. Oh my god, that oh, Okay, so Parker, we know what we're doing this weekend. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna take a big boy nap. Uh, that sounds so good. Yeah. Oh, I ended up taking one of those. Uh, my sister's moved out, so her bed's just kind of sitting there. I was like, man, I, I, I'm just exhausted, you know. I swear I must have stayed in that bed for like 10 hours, man. I couldn't get up. It was just... I could have been productive. I could have watched more movies, but uh, after the week I've had, I don't know if I like movies anymore. That feeling when you wake up, you look at the clock at 2 p.m., I'm getting... Roll back over for another hour and a half. Yeah, exactly. I mean, what could possibly go wrong, you know? It's 6 p.m. Like, well, you know, it's a little weird to be waking up now. (laughs) Anyway... Uh, Day is already over. Why bother? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I feel it. So, let's get into what we watched recently. Now, it's been brought up by uh, a number of associates that I've watched a lot of movies. So many, in fact, that, you know, how, how do I differentiate between them? You know, I, sometimes I forget about movies that I've watched this year. Uh, I've already forgot that I watched The Fanatic. But... Um, I, I decided, okay, maybe if I go with, like, some sort of theme, it'll, like, it'll be, like, smelling salts. It'll sort of, like, shake me up. It'll, it'll wake me up to something. And I decide, might as well go to the very edge, like Fight Club. It's only after you've lost everything that you're free to do anything. So I decided I would only watch movies that I really don't want to watch. You guys helped oh boy. in this <laughs> Got so him, <much>. dude. <laughs> uh, now there were Shout any- out to all the trolls and haters out there. Yeah. Gotcha. Now there I were- signed myself trash. <laughs> Now, uh, there were a number of movies that did not make the cut, so I did not watch Cheaper by the Dozen. I, didn't, I did not watch I Spit on Your Grave, and I did Yet. not watch Ninja Scroll. Um, <laughs> oh, buddy. <laughs> I have a feeling I'm not Yet. missing much there. <laughs> did I ever tell you my Ninja Scroll story? <laughs> no, wait, wait, wait. I think it was, uh, there was the one where you watched it, and it was, your dad was in the same room, and he left yes. like four rape scene. <laughs> he left the room, and then five minutes later, just a full-on sexual assault is happening. I'm like, oh, boy. I was really almost in Dutch there. <laughs> Funny times in my yeah. household. He left with just regular disgust and not like ultra disgust. I'm like, oh, you're watching your stupid cartoons again. Dodged <laughs> <laughs> a bullet on that one. Dad, he's not a samurai. It's called a ninja. <laughs> Goes back to his work desk. That's great, son. You go back downstairs now. <laughs> Okay, so uh, the first movie I watched will act as the control group. Uh, I watched Megamind. Uh, <laughs> the best movie you saw this week was Megamind? I, I, do you think I was kidding? <laughs> <laughs> I just assumed it was going to come up later in the list. I, I guess I guess the core doesn't doesn't really count. I'd, I'd say the core was a little bit bigger, a little bit better than Megamind, but it's sort of a weird thing with the core because it's such a good bad movie. It's kind of tough to judge against the others. Megamind is very easily the best movie that I watched, uh, and I didn't like it. <laughs> uh, Megamind is a very strange case because uh, I watch, I put it on like almost as soon as we stop recording. Like, get this out of the way. Uh, there is nothing good about Megamind. But there's also nothing bad about Megamind. There are jokes. They are not funny, 
but you can tell that they are jokes, and there are several jokes. Uh, the animation is not very good, but it's also not, like, horrendous or ugly or anything. The movie starts, it continues, and then it ends. This is my experience with Megamind. Uh, Chris, buddy, <laughs> that's my experience with every children's movie. <laughs> uh, that's a shame. I think you're missing out on some really good ones there. I think The yeah. Fox and the Hound, for example, is a really great movie. Well, when I turn into Benjamin Button and <laughs> have to go through all of that part of my life again, I'll I'll get back to you. But until then. What, I, so I talked about Megamind with some of my friends who works in. That's the first one I got assigned. It's all downhill from here. And they all said, oh, a lot of people that I work with said, oh, I love Megamind. And I thought that was actually kind of interesting what? because it, it sort of shows like... <laughs> There's like a real age difference there. I think a lot of people who saw Megamind when they were kids must have really liked it. And I don't know. I never really got that sort of experience. Uh, I don't think I've ever met a person who's seen Megamind. Believe Same. it or not, there was like a ton <laughs> of people at, at work who were just like, yo, I love Megamind. It's so funny. I was like, what's your favorite joke in there? Uh, uh, well, it's, <laughs> I mean, the I'm two not tight not ends not. and the running back. And the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't believe it didn't give you flashbacks to your most recent Super Bowl win. <laughs> uh, it's I, again, there's almost nothing to say about Mega Mind. There's just there's nothing very good about it. Uh, so that finally ended. And then I decided that I would assign myself something. Uh, it, I'm going in order of best, well, least worst to worst. So the the next movie I watched uh, in terms of. Uh, least offensive would be ballistic x versus sever oh uh, man so you didn't I, tell me I about that one would never assign you that yeah How that's actually fuck? a weird one i so, let myself down and i'm yeah. sorry so here's the thing uh back when i was in college when i was starting to really get into movies i had the sort of curiosity let me in on wikipedia to look at the list of the supposed worst movies of all time and ballistic x versus sever was on there and i was like what is this i was i was like really curious about it and uh it's like Antonio Banderas, Lucy Liu, and I read the plot and I didn't really understand it. And uh, I was just like, it doesn't really look very interesting. And it took me years, really, I guess about 10 years to actually uh, put it on and watch it. Uh, I don't know necessarily that it's like awful. I don't know if it deserves to be considered one of the worst movies of all time, but it is perhaps like, it's almost proudly generic. It's almost like proudly stereotypical of just being a generic schlock action movie of course they have to get the kidnapped son who has the disc within his body and sever was a rogue agent who can she never misses and you know x has to go they ask him why do you call him x like probably because his last name is ecks uh i it is so unbelievably just it's such a normal, normal, nothing unique or interesting about it movie. The one thing that brings it down, that makes it uh, somehow even worse than Megamind, is the fight choreography is awful. It is just atrocious. It's not just slow-mo. It just, even when it's in normal motion, it looks like it's in slow motion. Because, wishing no offense to Lucy Liu, she's not very good at the fight scenes. Uh, all the, there's so many bullet casings falling in slow motion. It's... I, I couldn't possibly recommend this to anyone except for, like, uh, you kind of have to see it to believe it just to be like, no, this is, like, the most predictable action movie you've ever seen. I could literally predict the exact words out of every character's mouth for every single scene. So, uh, I, have you guys ever seen X vs. Sever? I don't remember. Of course not. Movie. No, it's not yeah, a memorable yeah. movie. <laughs> I've been aware of it since it came out, but I've never... 
Oh my god! I just saw that the director has this extremely long foreign yep. name. And yeah, he, yeah. But <laughs> that's as his... chaos, <laughs> go <Yeah>. fuck yourself. <laughs> that's one of the things about the movie is that um, it's. I, I was thinking about oh maybe this could be an episode or something. It can't be. There's really not much to say about it. The only thing it has going for it is there is a whole lot of butt metal in this. It's just okay, okay. for like the entire movie. The only recognizable song that I remember is they play "Name of the Game" by Crystal Method. Uh, okay, I'm in. Pretty sure they bleep out uh, "Motherfucker" in it. So PG-13, if that's what you're looking for, you're Chris, not. I want. I went to the director's IMDb, and I can't help but notice one of his credits is. The live-action Tekken 2, Kazuya's Revenge. <laughs> so, in our future. which of us is going to fall on this grenade, buddy? Uh, uh, now, the next one... Wait a second. <laughs> no. Shit. <laughs> Thanks for the help, buddy. It's God, weird. It's, out. It sounds like Parker God damn it, I'll watch the first one, too. Shit. <laughs> Are you Chris now? Yeah, wow. I've always been this way. <laughs> now, uh, the next one that I watched is one that I've been dreading for a really long time. Uh, this is one that you could uh, chalk this assignment up to Rebecca Clark, who I used to work with. Uh, Rebecca and I used to see a lot of movies together. We go to the Alamo, and the Alamo likes to show a lot of trailers for documentaries. I saw a doc- I saw documentary trailers for like Apollo 11, which I loved. They Shall Not Grow Old, which I loved. And uh, The Biggest Little Farm. The biggest little farm is... They kind of try to make it out of the trailer like it's going to be planet Earth, but it's a... Please tell me this is about midgets. No, no. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> uh, no, it's about hippies. The, oh, God, even worse. <laughs> the hip... What, like midgets running a farm would be bad? I would watch that movie. <laughs> no, the biggest little farm is about a, a is bunch that of hippies. Willy Wonka's about? <laughs> Why don't they call it Little People Regular Sized World? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, that's a fair point. So anyway, it's it's basically like a bunch of hippies. They buy a farm and they want to... But they want their farm to be like in tune with nature. And it's just going to grow like naturally. And they wonder why the farm doesn't make any money. Uh, so every single time it came out at the Alamo, I would make a big show of like groaning really loud and sinking down in my chair and yelling, fucking hippies when I was done. Uh, and she was, she was sort of like holding it as a grenade in her back pocket. Like, it'd be a real shame if Parker assigned this to you for some reason. (laughs) And I was like, you know what? Time to bite that bullet. Let's actually watch the biggest little farm. It's actually worse than I anticipated. It's it's really fucking lame. Uh, turns out the only reason they bought the farm is not because of some sort of dream. It's because their dog wouldn't shut up. They got a dog, and uh, whenever they left the house, the dog would bark uncontrollably. They couldn't do anything about it. It would bother the neighbors, so they kept getting evicted everywhere. Like, the only place where... It's a shame <laughs> they didn't live next door to Trent Williams. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. The only place where they could have a dog would have been uh, on a farm. So they form a farm like... But we want it to be like organic and like do with nature and it's really fucking lame and stupid and the guy has to kill a coyote with a shotgun because it keeps killing like, hundreds of chickens something like that he's like part of me died when i killed that coyote I'm like wait you allowed hawks into the area to kill the gophers why are you so upset about the fact that you had to pull the trigger this time you fucking nerd anyway at the end they make sure to advertise by the way we do tours of the farm and we sell peaches please buy our product so yeah, uh, they're hippies who uh, really like capitalism. So I would not recommend The Biggest Little Farm to any sentient human being on Earth. Next, 
It's not a movie, but I watched two episodes of Harley Quinn. Thank you <laughs> so much, DC. Let's talk about Harley Quinn, the character, first. Harley Quinn, the character, was introduced by... Uh, he was written, she was written by Paul Dini for Batman the Animated Series, one of my all-time favorite shows. And uh, she was a big hit. She, uh, she was a big hit. All the, all the fans really liked her. And then they made Suicide Squad. Oh. Uh, and then they made uh, Batman versus Harley Quinn. Oh. Uh, and then they made the show. This is the biggest piece of shit since the last animated Harley Quinn venture. Uh, it's really, really bad. Like, there is. They really want to make it clear that this is an adult show for adults who are grown ups. Uh, Parker, I want to make it clear. This ain't your grandma's cartoons. Oh, F yeah, dude. Sorry. They, they say swear. the fuck word. Uh, oh, cool. Two of the characters make out with tongue. Uh, there's a lot of blood and broken bones and Does such. Does anyone sing? Not yet. I don't think so. Oh, no. Yeah, keep tuning in, I guess. <laughs> uh, it's it's just really, really bad. It, it looks awful. Um, luckily, uh, Josh's cousin is not involved. <laughs> uh, which it makes me laugh every time. <laughs> which uh, leads to one of my favorite things about this. So you got to hear the way that this conversation happened. I told him, dude, you really shouldn't watch it. So he's like, I wasn't planning on it. I was like, no, no, you don't understand. The second episode gets really anti-Semitic. I'm not making that up. There's yes. a lot of anti-Semitism in an animated uh, adult feature from DC. And he's like, wait, is Melissa still in this? I think Melissa's his cousin. And I was like, no, no, it's a different actress. He's like, oh, good. She's really Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> what gave it away? <laughs> <laughs> it's a very just thing to say. Uh, there's a there's so many problems with this, but uh, I, that's the thing. Is like what they do is they go for a strategy they'd actually kind of like. It's they try to go for like a joke a second thing that works in like C Lab Twenty Twenty One, Frisky Dingo, Adam's Family Values. Ordinarily, I kind of like the shotgun approach for comedy, but here all the jokes just completely whiff and it becomes like almost a tidal wave of embarrassment it's just like oh this really doesn't work it kind of feels like they're trying to make uh the batman universe sort of like a sitcom and it it really just doesn't work at all the voice acting is awful they, they they're very clearly trying to work in more fucks and shits into the whole thing cool what that what that means is that like even little jokes that ordinarily i might have laughed at don't really work uh there's a scene where it's like uh what is everyone at this party afraid of uh and she says the the fruit salad and it cuts to like a little kid sneezing into the fruit salad in any other scene i might have laughed at that that's kind of like a funny idea but in here i'm just like focusing on all the awful voices but there was like here's a running joke that ordinarily should have made me laugh uh bane is in this and his voice pig in the city no 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 <laughs> bane bane's voice in this uh show actually sounds like he's doing an impression of chris's favorite batman movie well that's uh, fun yeah and it just keeps on going and going and going and going it also features kite man from the comics Oh, kite. Okay. Yeah, kite. <laughs> you said it was anti-Semitic. <laughs> it, it genuinely, yeah, the second episode is actually anti-Semitic. Uh, but the most shocking thing about it isn't the fact that they say the fuck word. 
It's that my dad watched the first episode. <laughs> he didn't. <laughs> okay. He didn't call him. Out. I mentioned. Oh yeah, I also watched the Harley Quinn show. It's really bad. It's like yeah, I know. I saw it too. I'm like, wait, what? Uh, he he watched it of his own volition. It was on TV and he turned it on. He was like, huh? He just sort of watched the whole thing. Did he watch it because of the sexy cartoon lady? I need to know this. No, no, he, I think he watched it because Harley, oh, like the cartoon, I remember that. And he and I both really liked the the animated series. We kind of, it was like a bonding moment for us. That and baseball, which I wasn't good at. So, but I was good at watching cartoons, so we had that going for us. He put it on, he was like, and you could hear the profound disappointment in his voice. I don't know what he was expecting, but it wasn't that. It was like, the, uh, he just said, I was very disappointed. And it was the same sort of tone of voice that he used whenever I brought home a B on a math quiz. So, uh, thanks so well, much. That's humble brag that you got B's in math. Must be nice. <laughs> only if only if I was dogging it. Trust me, B's on a math test in my household were those are for Henry. <laughs> those are like, yeah, Henry gets ice cream afterwards for that. B's for me, no sir. Uh, but uh, he he said like the only thing he liked is, uh, well, I like that she broke up with a Joker because let's be honest. Not a very good boyfriend. And not a very good joker in this series. Like, you paid attention more than I did. <laughs> As opposed to... He's not wrong. I don't know. It's just... It's just not very good. So, no, I would not recommend Harley Quinn. The next one that I watched... I'd say there's, like, a pretty big drop-off of... Uh, in terms of unpleasantness here. I watched The Pink Panther... <laughs> yeah, I did do that, didn't I? <laughs> I? I will say another one that I, I didn't get a chance to see is I didn't get to see um, fucking, what was it, No Safe Spaces? Because, you know, we, I, we bumper nutted that one. Uh, <laughs> the Pink Panther. Benedict, you rat. <laughs> <laughs> the Pink Panther starring uh, Steve Martin, who, sad news, is still alive. Uh, Jean Reno. <laughs> I don't know why that gets me, but it does. <laughs> and Beyonce Knowles. Uh, in oh, script. fuck, really? That's unfortunate. Yeah, I know. Hot off the uh, success of Gold member. Uh, she sings a song. episode? So here's the yeah. thing about uh, this movie and Austin Powers. This movie is, I think, PG, but it's also one of the most sexually explicit PG movies I've ever seen in my life. There are so many sexual innuendos that I was really not ready for. Like... I think we all saw the trailer, and like the one they want to focus on is, I would like to buy hamburger. That's the joke. That's funny. He can't say hamburger. Mm -hmm. This in a movie with Jean Reno, who's actually French. Uh, so thank you. Cool. This is, uh, it's really funny. Now, this is actually based, uh, it's a sort of a remake of the 1963 movie with Peter Sellers that introduced the cartoon character. Uh, I mentioned this to Josh, and he immediately said, does the remake also have the character? Like, it was, like, the most important part of the movie. I said, uh, yeah, there's a brief animated sequence with him at the beginning. That's the only good part. Uh, Steve Martin is, like... I, I mean, I've made my opinions about Steve Martin clear. I don't think he's funny, and I, I'm kind of baffled at his success. He's really bad in this. Like, this is just awful. And I keep comparing it to uh, Austin Powers, not just because of the sexual innuendos, but Austin Powers has dumb jokes. But they work for some reason. There is no earthly reason why, yes, they're always after me lucky charms is still funny. But it still works for some reason. There is no reason why I, at the age of 30, should be laughing at, Who does number two work for? 
but it's, <laughs> that's a good fucking yeah. joke. <laughs> it really is. It's just funny. It just works that way. Whereas in this, I or no one wears condoms except for sailors. <laughs> I don't know why. That's the silliest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Mama Cass, <laughs> ham sandwich. Ham sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, that movie might hold up, but I'm too scared to watch it because I'm scared it won't. I'm. I think it probably will. Uh, it's weird. We're only quoting from the first man. I'm They're always the after me, Lucky Charms. <laughs> There's no reason why that should be funny. But... It should not. It should, it should have been funny then, but it's still funny now somehow. I don't understand. <laughs> anyway, yeah, those jokes work for some reason, but none of the jokes here work. It's it is just awful. And again, some of the jokes get like really sexually explicit, uh, which is. Really uncomfortable to watch because it's Steve Martin, and you're like, I don't want to imagine him ever having sex. There is one part that made me laugh so hard I had to rewind it, though. So this is why it's above uh, the next three movies that I saw. Jesus uh, Christ. Believe it or not. Yeah, believe it or not, there's a scene where it's not necessarily like a Rube Goldberg sort of thing, but like uh, he has to perform the Heimlich on a girl, and uh, it looks uh... like it looks like a sex scene because he's behind her, he's thrusting. You get it. Anyway, she coughs out... Whatever she was uh, swallowing, and it bounces out the window and off the awning into the face of a bicyclist who runs into a hot dog stand that blows up in a gigantic explosion for no reason. And I have to admit, it was extremely unexpected. I was like, wait, what the, What caused that? It, it made me laugh. So that's the uh, level of expectations that we're on. And it's really, really bad. And it somehow got a sequel that I did not watch. Um, Yet. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got me. They made it cheaper by the dozen, too, which you think would be cheaper by the baker's dozen. But they didn't do that. So N- Nervous sweating as I look at my team's <laughs> records. <laughs> Maybe this is the year they... No. no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. Now I have to watch the first one, too. <laughs> and the documentary. So, anyway... Uh, oh, God. Oh, God. The next one that I watched is one I've been putting off for a while. I watched Audition. Uh, you like foreign movies, right? Now you say that. That's the thing. You can chalk this up to another uh, foreign movie that I despise. Uh, I have to admit, I didn't go into this Tabula Rasa at all. I've been dreading it for a while, ever since I saw the Bravo Top Scariest Movie Moments of All Time and Bruh, Rob, and Rob that, Zombie. That clip. It. Jesus Christ. For, for that you. But which clip was it for you? Did you get the bag moving? That was yes. Because <laughs> I think mine just showed her with the wire amputating the guy's foot. I'm going to spoil it because whoever uh, watches it and likes it, you're a sicko. Uh, the movie is present. <laughs> here's the thing. This is one of the weird ones where I, and I think more people should do this. Not saying like credit to me or anything for being fair, but like, I'm not saying it's a bad movie necessarily. If you like it and you can appreciate it, good on you. I'm, I guess I'm jealous in a way, but I, I can safely say I kind of despise this movie. I despise movies like this. I think I could say in all honesty, the world would be a less bleak place if this movie had never been made. Uh, this movie has been compared to Salo or the 120 Days of Sodom for good reason. It's about as good. And it also led to Eli Roth's filmography. So thank you, Takashi. Oh, your favorite. Yeah, thank you, Takashi Miike. I hope you get hit by a bus. Uh, this is one of those movies where I'll, I'll tell you the basic thing. The first half is actually kind of nice. Um, it's this guy who he just lost his wife and... Uh, he, he's kind of hesitant to get back into the dating world, but he, you know, gets set up with a bunch of women and they sort of audition for him. He's under the pretense that he's making a movie. Um, and he picks the least interesting one out of all of them. 
And, Parker, this is where you lied to me. You told me a falsehood knowingly. I don't know why. Uh, you said that, oh, audition is not what you're expecting. It is exactly what I was expecting. It is exactly what everyone in the world who has ever heard of it is expecting. Oh, I didn't know anything about it, so... <laughs> You saw, I just the about the bags. you saw the 100 scary movies. I knew there was moments. a man in a bag. That's all I knew. The movie's like two hours long. Yeah, she's, how did, okay, whatever. How could you not <laughs> see that coming? It's the most obvious thing in the world. Uh, every single person that I've seen who has said like, yeah, man, it's real mind bender. It's a lot like David Lynch. These people have baby. I did not say these that. People, Do not, not you, put those not words you. in my mouth. Now, the other reviews that I've seen, I've seen a lot of people. I'm not kidding about this. A lot of people say, well, I'm on her side. And like, the guy kind of deserved it. You have pudding braids. You all have pudding <laughs> that braids. That guy deserves it to a point. No one... And then he very much doesn't deserve No one it. deserves any of that. This movie has all the heart and affection of the Bush administration. You're like, boy, this guy's a real creep. He deserves us coming to... Okay, hang on, movie. No, we, right, Okay, just a second now. Creep, hang on. Real creep. This guy's a pretty good boyfriend. He's, he's, he's all right. I mean, he's, he oh, set no up a audition. fake job interview to trick people into like auditioning. So we could find out which one he would today. Yeah, good point. He deserves a needle in the eye. I agree. Anyway, that's not what look, I. God damn it! Don't I'm throw my phone. At don't the wall. don't fucking start with me, okay? If that's the worst you can do, compare this to every other romantic comedy ever made. Would you say it's fine, dude? Chris just doesn't respect women. It's that's fine. what it is. All yeah. of those when you talk about like who deserves it, what sort of retribution does he deserve? A confrontation in a crowded area, storming out of a restaurant. That's it. And then Correct. they make up to get canceled on Twitter or that. Yeah. Yes, but I mean, whoa. No one deserves that. <laughs> I'd rather take a needle in the eye than get yeah, canceled. Yeah, exactly, yeah. That's, we're, we're never going to get canceled. Anyway, for anyone to say that he deserves it, you have pudding brains and your opinion is not worth listening to. But the, the thing is, like, if you appreciate something about this, that's fine. All I want is a good defense of the movie, and I haven't found a good one yet. A lot of people say it's about feminism. It is not. Watch the movie. It's very clearly not. A lot of people say that it's sexist. It is not. Watch the movie. I, I feel like there are a lot of people who they watch it and their brains kind of turn off when he wakes up from the supposed dream. And That's not trippy. That's not like a mind bender. That's like, oh, I understand exactly what's going on. It's pretty obvious what's going on. I, I don't understand the people who were confused by this movie, uh, nor do I understand the people who had watched this more than once. The movie's incredibly straightforward. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's not a lot of twists and the turns. The number one thing I kept hearing from all the people who watch this, because I have to admit, I went to Letterboxd for reviews because I want to see, did anyone not like this? I'm the only one, as far as I can tell. I'll, I'll say this. In fairness, if you like it, fine. I, I don't think I'm going to be able to convince you otherwise. But the reason that I give this like a one star out of five is because this is exactly the kind of movie that I hate. I, I don't just hate it because of the torture, although that's a really big part of it. I hate the movie's philosophy. I, I hate where the writer and the director are coming from. Because this is a movie where love and trust are considered idiotic. It's it's a movie where you know believing in your fellow man is considered a fool's errand. And I don't agree with that sort of thing. I, I've been in love. I've experienced romance. I think it's a pretty Must good Must be thing. nice. You know what? It is nice. <laughs> but everyone who watches this movie and likes this movie is like, well, I guess I'm never going to date again. Good. I don't want you in the gene pool anymore. So, uh, Same, buddy. I, I don't want myself in the gene yeah. pool. But here we are yeah. talking about Star Wars. Yeah. So the I'm next... glad Chris knows how I felt during Midsummer now. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know, Midsummer is a way better. Uh, it's a way better version of yeah, dating sucks. Uh, whereas Audition is just sort of stupid and ludicrous, and I, I, I really, really weird. Like oh, jeez. 
Oh, jeez. I really, really don't like that movie. And when I say it's not what I expected, what I mean to say is I didn't expect her to dismember him with piano wire. I, I think I, 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 I think I knew that about that scene. Wire. I knew all I knew was that there was a scary man in a bag, and there was an hour fifty nine of other movie. There's no reason for her to do it either. There's there is like absolutely no justification. Correct. So thank you so much, movie, for being completely pointless. The next one I finally watched: Solo or the One Hundred Twenty Days of Sodom. Uh, this is an infamous one, uh, Parker. I know you've heard of it. Alex, are you familiar with this at all? No. Why would you do this? Uh, Solo or the 120. And I didn't are you mad it. that your teams are winning this year? I don't fucking get this. It's I. It's tough to explain. I I kind of wanted to just go through the absolute bottom of the barrel, bring myself to the edge of like what a, I could possibly. Is this stand. like a Catholic thing? Like, are you punishing yourself for bad deeds? Like, I don't fucking understand. Uh, TBD. Anyway, Solo or the 120 Days of Sodom. It's. Everything that you've read is going to be. There's a lot of torture, rape, and shit eating. It's based on the Marquis de Sade, one of the worst people who ever lived. Um, but that's not the biggest problem with the movie. The biggest problem with the movie is that it's uh, it's from 1975 and it's Italian. God, uh, uh, I don't know. A lot of people said that this is actually a good movie. John Waters. Have, has anyone ever actually watched a John Waters movie? <laughs> <laughs> can we just all admit that no one actually watches this movie we just say ah oh, the funny man with a pencil mustache uh no no one actually likes this movie everyone who says oh no it's actually really good it's making a statement they are lying they didn't actually watch this movie there is no reason to watch this movie except that now i can pull ahead on the uh they shoot zombies don't they list so everything's working out in my favor a word oh no let's not jump to conclusions uh it is awful it is one of the absolute worst this is i mean again it's a lot of rape a lot of shit eating a lot of um torture a lot of and then the worst part is there's really no point i guess they're trying to say that yeah living under a fascist dictatorship was a lot like this oh thanks I, there, there's no reason for this so the director of this got assassinated and he got what he deserved but that's not the worst movie that i saw this week very oh, easily God the <laughs> absolute worst the bottom of the barrel you watched Ed again, didn't you? No, no. <laughs> I, I decided to give it no rewatches, although I did consider, like, a Christmas story again, just, or, or Elf. Dude, <laughs> I am so fucking mad that I have to see that little shit-eater's face every time I open IMDb. Can he just go <laughs> away forever? I fucking hate him. Oh, no. So, one of the things that Mike Seclos has said that I kind of disagreed with is he described Freddy Got Fingered as the second worst thing that happened in 2001. Incorrect. The second worst thing to happen in 2001 is a different movie. It's called Moulin Rouge. Oh, fuck, I forgot. This... Oh, I forgot you told me that. Oh, shit. <laughs> I cannot emphasize enough just how bad this movie is and just how much I despised it. Now, I actually want to go back to Freddy Got Fingered for, like, a brief thing, because one of the things I mentioned when I was watching it is it's a Fox movie, and, you know, it's got the Fox opening uh, theme song, you know, da 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 And I remember when I put on that thing, it almost sounded like the trumpets were, like, reluctant and scared. They're just like, da-da-da-da, no one's watching, right? With this one... It's so much worse than you could. It, it hurts right from the beginning because it has like a conductor and he's conducting the orchestra like he's Weird Al Yankovic, just like throwing his arms and legs in the air like it's a big fucking deal. It's just awful. Now, I don't know if you guys have seen Will on Rouge Parker. It's in your future. It is one of the... Uh, I've seen it. 
<laughs> oh, dude, this would actually, I don't think I'll ever assign this to you because this would hurt you beyond recognition. I don't think you would do the podcast anymore if you ever watched this. Correct. This is like easy. Especially this week. You're going to try and do a short week on me? No, nah, <laughs> not this close to Christmas, this, motherfucker. This movie would like actually break your soul. And to think how much I hated it, imagine how much you'd hate it. This has almost as many songs as Repo the Genetic Opera. And it's a jukebox musical, Parker. My favorite. Yeah. So what? I love those. People are like, "Oh, Ewan McGregor's a pretty good singer." Yeah. When he's singing "Your Song" by Elton John, great. Now I'm thinking of the Kingsman too. <laughs> Give the Wednesday. Keep on giving. Wednesday. <laughs> but but isn't the song Saturday? Well, it's not fucking Saturday, is it? Uh, <laughs> it doesn't quite that sound movie. like that movie. Really, just keeps on giving. It really does. That's the other gonorrhea of movies. Uh. So that's bad. One of the things I hate so much about it, and that's been defended, is the pacing. There's also a lot of like quick shots and everything. It's just awful here. There's a lot of Hanna-Barbera sound effects. But the movie moves so quickly that I'm not able to attach myself to any of the characters. I don't know who they are. I don't really know their motivations. I can't understand it. It just... This is the movie for people who smell like old meat. It's just dreadful. But let me tell you some of the worst parts about it. Because I gotta, I gotta fucking talk about this one, man. Jim Broadbent. You guys know who Jim Broadbent is. Of course you do. He's a British guy who's in every single movie, and you always see him, and you recognize, like, hey, it's that guy with a face, but you never take the time to remember his name. It's Jim Broadbent. He's in this one, and he sticks his face in that fisheye lens, and your first, the first introduction that you hear is him rapping to that voulez-vous coucher avec moi song. It's so bad but that's not enough he's also wearing a fat suit because it's that's good yeah it's funny uh at one point uh nicole kidman has consumption uh she's been consuming too much content uh uh Same, buddy. And then <laughs> she uh so she's dying and fucking whoever the bad guy is who's just the most cartoonishly over the top oh chris that's the point yeah the point is they made a bad movie congratulations they succeeded uh he's like oh i want to sleep with her why can't i sleep with her and jim broadman has to explain is like oh she's just nervous you know for some girls it's the very first time like a ver gin I and want to kill at that point, my dick crawls up with myself. So congratulations, I'm never having sex again. I started levitating just a little bit hearing that. It was <laughs> the most hideous noise I'd ever heard. And then he sings the entire song. And it's as bad as you think it is, it's so much worse. The the sound effects, the camera motion, the colors, everything about it, the songs, even the songs aren't very good. There is no reason for this movie that takes place in 1900 to play Smells Like Teen Spirit. It is. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I clutched my stomach. Oh, oh my God. I have to shit so bad now. Every, every single scene in this movie is like by definition unwatchable the main character is entirely unlikable he's he's calling the the he's calling Nicole Kidman a whore because she won't sleep with him buddy she works at a bordello how did you not figure this out it's right there you idiot it is just oh it's so hard to look. and again Jim Broadbent's face it go ahead Google Jim Broadbent. It's spelled the way that you think it is. And 
Imagine that face with those ruddy cheeks and a fisheye lens inches away from your face. <laughs> Asking in French, would you like to come to bed with me? Rapping over yes. that beat. And how long is it? Oh, it's not that long, right? It's over two hours. It's... <laughs> yes, Parker, I would say it is worse than Repo the Genetic Opera. Repo the Genetic Opera had a catchy song in there. It's catchy like smallpox, but at least it's catchy. This? Oh, no. Oh, no. And so they wonder why this guy didn't make any movies after this. I... I mean, he's just talentless and this got nominated for academy awards it, it's just it boggles the mind this is the absolute bottom of the barrel yes worse than the movie with all the torture porn at the end yes worse than the movie where they feed shit to teenagers yes worse than the pink panther moulin rouge is unwatchable by any sort of definition or any sort of standard uh, now, Alex, before I go to you, I just want to say that after I watched uh, Harley Quinn, you know, I, I could tell that superhero movies and such are a whole lot better when they don't have all these swear words and everything. You know, maybe they get a little too extreme. Maybe if they sort of soften the blows a bit, wouldn't it be better? <laughs> well, Chris, I, I can't believe you hated it that much and didn't even get to all the parts with Pol Pot. <laughs> <laughs> I will never pull my pod. <laughs> Can I jump in with some breaking news? Let's hear it. Or Absolutely. more of a breaking question. Now that the embargo has been lifted, is 58% good? <laughs> is that a good number for the ninth well, movie in your franchise? Let's be fair. That sounds like it's a pretty high percentage as far as Cats goes. Let's be fair. Well, it's actually the 11th movie in the franchise. <laughs> I mean, I guess like, Rogue One counts. 50 out of 100 is... What does that little green icon mean? Does that mean everyone loved it? It means Baby Yoda gets splattered. <laughs> yeah. Fucking, what's your Discord name? Space Pitbull. <laughs> Space Pitbull mauling Baby Yoda? That's real good. <laughs> I'm... No, like I have to see every that. single one of these, like even the shitty standalones, like Rogue One, have like 80s and 90s. Like the fact that this is at 50 something. Oh, I've boy. no, I've this is the most excited <laughs> I've been all year for this uh, movie, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> My body is ready. You just let me know if I'm calling out of work Friday night to record an emergency session. I'll, I'll make it happen. It's fine. It might be a movie I want to sleep on and really collect my thoughts on. I, I cannot wait to bring like a big legal pad to the uh, theater. Yeah. <laughs> just, just like you know, remember, no cell phones. <laughs> I'm so excited, you guys. <laughs> Rogue One had an 83. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. How did this happen? <laughs> oh, wait. They flounced. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot. Yeah, we're absolutely doing this. We're, yeah, this I, is I something, cannot yeah. hold off. <laughs> okay. Okay, I am sorry. rubbing my palms together like the fattest little Pepe. <laughs> I read that while you were talking about Audition. but was like, no, I can't. He has to get this out of his system. Thank you. I, I, I desperately needed this. to talk about it. <laughs> but man. Man. That's... I'm so excited. <laughs> Guys, we are in such great position. <laughs> We're doing that, and then you're flying home from Korea to watch Lost in Space. Oh my god. <laughs> Movies are so cool. I'm going to try to... I don't, there's almost no way. If you guys could like something around a quick, maybe I could upload it before I leave. Almost certainly not, but I'll try. 
That might be a four-hour episode. <laughs> yeah. I might be coming to terms with, like, my entire life in one recording. Yeah. <laughs> Alex, what did you watch? All right. Allow me, before I... Allow me to start this segment off with a, uh, a quote from one of the finest movies of our generation. You know, I there's there's something to be said about the way art is able to comment on other art that, like... As a non-artist who has no creative ability whatsoever, I just, I can't form the words as well as a visionary director did. You know what I mean? Right. Oh, no. Why does Michael Bay get to keep on making movies? God. Uh, yes, tell me. Talk to me. I didn't get to see it. Please talk to me. So. <laughs> Six Underground is a fucking movie. I'm so excited. It's, just the opening set piece we have our hero who is of course ryan reynolds because you know sometimes the netflix algorithm just gives you something you have to work with Does him and his crew buddy, there are so many quips. yes <laughs> there are so many quips so ryan reynolds and his crew are trying to escape because they did something we don't know yet you know we get dropped in straight into the set piece this car chase through italy which is, and I'm not exaggerating when I say this, the most Michael Bay thing ever put on film. It is just, like, slow-mo car explosions and excessive gore and just, just almost, like, 20 minutes of this. Just, oh like, think about, think about every, like, quintessential Michael Bay action scene. Now, imagine that it's all CGI and he doesn't have an editor. Oh, my God. Like, that was the realization that hit me. I'm like, wait, Netflix doesn't give a shit what you turn in. This is pure, unrestrained Michael Bay with hundreds of millions of dollars. I opened my laptop halfway through this scene, went to IMDb, and saw estimated budget $150 million, and had to pause the movie because I was shriek laughing. That is... God, God bless them. Like, just keep giving these psychos, like, here, make your three-hour movie with car chases. It's so fucking cool we get we find out you know the the premise of the movie is well let me let me explain it as the movie explains it this movie opens before the set piece with a monologue about ghosts while Fuck. a muse song plays oh yes oh Fuck yes me. can we pause this and record again <laughs> two hours i want to see this so badly Speaking of Muse, by the way, because I don't want to forget this point. Thank you. Parker, would you like to guess how many Muse songs are in this movie? Oh, fuck. I'm going to go three. It's four. <gasps> what the fuck? <laughs> That's impossible. I just don't believe it. That's and four it's too like, many. It's like all after Muse was cool and started doing the albums with the robot voice all the time. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. <laughs> so awesome. I've never heard of Michael any Bay. of them, and if the subtitles didn't tell me it was Muse, like, I probably would have figured it out, but also, like, man. I will so always anyway, love Michael Bay's complete contempt for his audience. <laughs> <laughs> it's so it starts cool. off, monologue about ghosts, Muse song plays. We find out that this, the whole premise of this movie is Ryan Reynolds is this eccentric billionaire genius who faked his own death so he could go after the bad guys <laughs> and has assembled a crew of other people who have also faked their own deaths so that they're untraceable to the bad guys. They're now, basically our crew. Now, this crew has everything that you would expect a crew to have. You know, the 
the grizzled CIA, CIA operative played by the same lady who was Shoshana in uh, Inglorious Bastards. We've got the comic relief character who just does movie quotes the whole time. We've got the sexy doctor. We've got parkour guy. Present. And we've got Dave Franco. <laughs> we have parkour guy in 2019. <laughs> we sure do. His God, character is just parkour guy. Yes. His introduction is him running along Italian rooftops like it's fucking Assassin's Creed. We get his backstory, which is him running around rooftops in Ukraine. We get him in all of like the main action scenes in like Hong Kong or Turgidstan as this takes place. <laughs> what? Wait. What? The love what? has never been. <laughs> <laughs> this movie sucks so fucking much, you guys. I cannot because it's just wait. like it's just like action set piece that pauses so they can quip at each other. Then back to the action, then more quips, then a different character does a quip and Ryan Reynolds shuts him down. Then we get some backstory about a character we don't care about. There's like this really weird romance subplot that doesn't matter, but like also is in the movie for some reason. We get these flashbacks to Ryan Reynolds' previous life, where he was this eccentric billionaire. Like one of them, he just like boinks this bartender who's never to be seen again. Until the the extremely sentimental end of the movie when he decides to visit her and might have given her a kid. Why is that in this action movie? Who fucking knows, man? <laughs> so it it's like two and a half hours long. Oh. It's just Michael Bay dialing it up to extreme Michael Bay standards. It's Ryan Reynolds doing whatever this current period Ryan Reynolds does in every fucking movie. Which, Skip, you know how I feel about Ryan Reynolds. You love him. So, Parker, well, you've, you've got the SIG link, right? Oh my god, dude. It's on Netflix, dude. I'm oh, so excited. Yeah. I mean, what it's if I want to watch it again? Netflix is, <laughs> this is Netflix's big release, buddy. I thought that was and Marriage like, Story, which I decided not to watch. Same. I, I'm I'm going to see it. As a child of divorce, I feel obligated. Oh, but sorry. also, like, yeah. Um, like, I was just laughing at how bad this movie was for two and a half hours. And then, like, an hour after it ended, uh, I was sitting there like, huh, that was fine. Because that's what Michael Bay does to you. You just watch this fucking schlock. You go, this is stupid. This is the same bag of tricks every time. I don't like any of this. And then afterwards, you're like, that was watchable. I'm fine with that. Michael Bay (laughs) would thrive with just nothing but Netflix exclusives. Because it's one thing to pay money to go to a theater. But just to turn on my TV and go, oh, hey, there's a $200 million action movie waiting for me. It's great because, like, I I suspect this would have looked like dog shit in the Dolby Theater or, like, IMAX somewhere. Because, like, the effects, while, like, they look really cool on my TV, there's no way that shit holds up. There's absolutely no way that, like, these cars just smashing into each other and, like, people's, like, some dude's head getting cut off in slow motion while he's, like, while the car's doing a slide because he gets too close to a tanker. Yes, yes. Like, there, extremely dope ideas. I'm not sure it would look good on a theater screen. But I don't have to find out, so it's fine. I cannot wait to watch this. I know for a fact you're going to be watching it, and I'm very excited to talk about it with you. I can't wait. <laughs> Just, like, like there's this whole, like, actual plot. The movie, to its credit, mostly sticks to the story, although there are weird, like, flashbacks and time jump arounds as we're getting more of the backstory of the crew, which I, of course, don't give a hot gay fuck about. And also, two of the characters just don't get backstories for seemingly no reason. Not important. And then the fucking nerve of this movie to have this stupid saccharine ending where everyone's like, yeah, we've been anonymous to each other this whole time, but I guess we really are a family, so uh, maybe we should go back to the world and be decent to people. All right, bye. Like, 
I, I can't just... help but notice all the characters' names are numbers. Correct. That sucks so bad. <laughs> You'll also notice that it's called Six Underground, but there are seven characters. I sure did. Spoilers. One of them gets it in the opening scene. I'm not going to tell you which one it is. Oh, God. I hope it's Dave Franco. okay so uh if i seem a little distracted this episode (laughs) parker this is absolutely in your future with or without anybody assigning it to you i already know we'll be talking about this next week so so i don't want to say much more (laughs) thank goodness speaking of december release movies that are very good i watched a little movie called the mandela effect God damn it. I'm staring at the file right now. I'm so upset. (laughs) Please talk to me. Okay, so let's start with the good. 79 minutes long. Ooh. All right, five stars for me. Awesome. (laughs) We open the movie with this, uh, this, you know, husband, wife, and daughter at the beach. The daughter goes to play in the ocean and is washed away never to be seen again, and we have to deal with these grieving (laughs) parents who are just like, oh, no, our daughter's gone. This is so terrible. Six minutes into the movie... They're in her room, packing stuff up in a box. Like, the wife's packing stuff up in a box. The husband's freaking out. Like, no, 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 I'm not ready to, like, put her memory away. He's pulling all the stuff out of the box the wife has put in, including all of her children's books. He stops on one, stares at the cover. The camera pans to the Berenstain Bears as we get our loud music cue. Yes! Yes! (laughs) Oh, my God, I love movies, you guys. So he's like, like, he's like... His entire character is just, like, this absolute mess of a grieving parent who's also like, hey, guy who is either my brother or my friend, I can't tell. You guys remember that book from when we were kids and how it was spelled? Like, what about this picture on the fridge that uh, my wife thinks we took at this one place, but I think we took it at this other place? This all must be connected. So what does he do? He goes into his computer room. He gets on YouTube. Just starts, like, there's all of this, like, voiceover audio of, like, explaining how the Mandela effect works as he's, like, watching all of these things with, like, the Monopoly Man and Nelson Mandela and all of these things that people on the internet have convinced them happened differently than they did. (laughs) We get the fucking... (laughs) We get the fucking video of George W. Bush saying, Mandela's dead. And then it just cuts away. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) We're, like, maybe 12 minutes in at this point. Oh, my God, I'm so excited. (laughs) It's just, like, it's this grieving dude just going deep down this YouTube rabbit hole. By minute 20, he's watching all of this shit about string theory and time (laughs) travel. This is the alt-right gateway. Like, Neil deGrasse Tyson is on screen for a solid 30 seconds. Oh, good. Because, you know, your expert on the Mandela effect is clearly black science, man. <laughs> it's, it is an unbelievably powerful start. This is what that kid Oz from American Horror Story was forced to watch on the dark web. <laughs> this movie suggests at one point that either Donald Trump won because of the Mandela effect or became rich because of the Mandela effect. Because they're just showing all of this Trump footage as it's talking about how anybody that could figure out how to read the system could make themselves into anything. Okay, movie. What is sure. it, The Matrix? What the God. fuck? They really could have done something like, Donald Trump was never president. That's all the Mandela effect. Why did you ever believe it? <laughs> 
he tracks down this professor because one of the major plot points is, you know, he's doing this deep dive on the internet for stuff. He finds this article link on Google. He clicks on it. It's this guy's lecture. But the video won't load. So he goes to the Pirate Bay. It doesn't exist on there. Wow, isn't that crazy? As the ominous music starts playing. He eventually finds it, starts watching this lecture, and then this weird, like, time dilation thing happens, and the video just cuts out of existence. So naturally, he tracks the guy down to just yell his crazy person conspiracy theories at him. Because, you know, that's what anybody would do, right? The scene exists solely to put our hero of this movie next to some supercomputer at a university. Because, you see, it turns out the reason for the Mandela effect is us activating the super collider. <laughs> oh that sucks <laughs> it's so good but but he's not oh, done because he just keeps following this guy around like hey hey did you get my email hey did you get my video hey hey can you tell me this stuff finally the guy sits down talks to him he explains his whole theory about well you know it's all just code right and the code got edited I'm a programmer I can code it back goes home keeps seeing his daughter in like places in a room and then she like blips out of existence so he's like <laughs> fully losing it codes a program uploads it at the university after maybe killing some scientist guy it's unclear uploads it makes a video that's like hey guys i don't know if this is gonna work i just want you to know that i'm a good person and like i did this for the right reasons then reality starts like blipping out around him we get a scene where he is driving a car through what looks like a tron tunnel but, like, very low budget, because this movie was probably made for, like, $300,000. His wife calls him, freaking out. He goes home, because his daughter is back, and then his wife starts to go crazy, because his wife doesn't know what's going on, and blah, 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 blah. We're all building this resolution. We're finding out all of this stuff, like, hey, you know, when, uh, when our daughter got washed away in the ocean, her Curious George doll had a tail. But if you look at this Curious George book, he doesn't have a tail. So clearly something's up. Like, it's just... So it sounds good. I'm now, so I know, fucking I, ready. I know what you're wondering. How does this movie resolve itself? Well, it doesn't. God damn it. Oh, never mind. I guess I'm out. All of this fucking building action. He breaks reality. He has like a... Like, there's like a flash at his face and we cut back to the opening scene of the movie he's on the beach with his wife and daughter his daughter has the Curious George doll now no tail fade to credits <laughs> five stars oh my god so you'd call this a psychological thriller a real mind bender a real lynchian look into the subversive <laughs> have you guys seen that movie Primer no, I've been meaning to forever. Yeah, me too. It's a movie. It's a movie that I fucking hate. Oh, this maybe movie not reminded that... me. This everyone likes this movie, but me. I might just be wrong. I probably should give it another chance. I'm not going to, because that's a movie that was made for about eight thousand dollars, and every actor just mumbles all their lines, and you're just oh. supposed to care because, oh, they try to explain time travel with science. Which, I mean, hey, if that's your thing, whatever. that sounds but... like I'm about to take a nap. I'll be honest with you. That's the movie that this reminded me of, although this is much better produced than that, which is really, really an indictment of Primer. But, uh, <laughs> I'm so happy this movie's real. You don't need to watch it, but also, 
it's 80 minutes yeah (laughs) come on come on guys come the fuck on it's a movie that i was very comfortable spoiling the ending of because like you really don't need to watch this but i know you will (laughs) when he's having he's got he's just there's a scene where he's having a fight with his wife because his wife's like you need to talk to somebody like you're going fucking crazy she's gone she's not coming back let it go man and he's like yeah but 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 describe the monopoly man's face to me (laughs) and she's like well well he had a monocle and then he sprints over to the game shelf to pull the no monocle copy of monopoly off the shelf (laughs) (laughs) there is a scene after he's fucked with the timelines where he walks into his living room and Looney Tunes, T-O-O-N-S, is playing. Now, Chris, you're an expert on old cartoons. Yeah. If I said they could have picked any of the old Looney Tunes to play on this screen, oh my God. which one do you think they went The blackface ones. Close. <laughs> it was the one where Daffy Duck fights Hitler. <laughs> Fuck, dude. I'm so excited. Let's <laughs> have such a good week, you guys. Five stars. Wait, it's incomprehensible. Wait, wait, something you said it doesn't sucks. make sense. That Looney Tunes is spelled T U N E S. Wait. Maybe wait. in your timeline. <laughs> <laughs> can't like, wait you guys <laughs> it it sucks so much no normal person should watch oh, this parker man. you should absolutely watch this <laughs> appreciate it and i will <laughs> if you've been making jokes about the mandela effect on the internet for five years as i have this movie <laughs> is everything you could have ever wanted even if it suggests the mandela effect is real not important <laughs> Parker, what do you got for us this week? Oh my goodness. Oh yeah, I forgot you slept all day because of your delicious treats. I have so many things that I was going to watch. I have a little folder that I made that I put on my external hard drive to plug into the PS4 to sit down and watch all of this. I got through two of them. Oh, It feels real bad. It feels real bad. Alright, so Chris, I'm about three weeks late on watching Brazil, we'd say. Oh, nice. Very good. It's a very good movie. I'm glad you liked it. (laughs) I had no idea what this movie is about. All I know, the only thing I know is watch the director's cut. Yeah. So that was a journey to find, but I did, and I had a great time. I love how lived in the world is and how it's just all practical. Like, you could tell how much thought was put into every single aspect of it. Yeah. But, Chris, I want you to tell me, because you love this movie, what can. What connects it with you? Like, what made you love it so much? That's not me saying I don't like it, but I want to hear your point of view. There was because you were very adamant. There was one little moment in there. It's sort of towards the beginning. I think it's in the first act that really, really just as soon as I saw it, I couldn't stop thinking about it. It's the scene where they're all sitting in a room full of computers, and uh, when I say they, I mean the government. It's the section of the government that spies on you. Uh, we have a section of the government that does this for us. Uh, all the good governments do. Yeah, it's and, called Obama. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> His name is O-Ping-Pong. But uh, anyway, uh, yeah, they're all they're looking at their computer monitors, uh, watching us, all our movements, all our actions. And one guy looks around, and he puts on the Three Stooges. 
It cut to the next scene, and everyone's standing up from their computers. They're all standing around this one guy. They're all watching the Three Stooges. And that just sort of coalesced in my mind the way that I feel about government. It's like, yes, they're very intrusive, and yes, they're far too involved in uh, our lives and everything, but they're also really incompetent about this sort of thing. So, Oh, so this is an Orange Man movie. No, no, I have to admit <laughs> that actually I don't think this has anything to do with Orange Men at all. Uh if you want an Orange Man movie, you can watch uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Uh, uh, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm bleeding. Yeah. That sucks so bad. <laughs> anyway, uh, no, I, I really like that scene. Uh, one of the things that's kind of interesting about Brazil is this is kind of weird, but I sort of compare it with a movie that's not very similar, but came out a year before called Once Upon a Time in America. Uh, Once Upon a Time in America was directed by Sergio Leone, and the studio cut of it was called One of the Worst Movies of 1984, and the director's cut was called One of the Best Movies of 1984. Uh, Similarly, Brazil was uh, originally supposed to be released, you know uh, the ending? Well, right before he goes back to the government facility, that's where they were going to end it, with a happy ending and everything. You can tell the movie does not do that. They do that for a... Kind of fucks up the whole point of the movie exactly yeah huh. Sid Scheinberg uh, Sid Scheinberg was just like oh that's too sad we can't have a sad ending in a Hollywood movie so uh, <laughs> uh, that and led to a very long protracted legal battle between Terry Gilliam and Sid Scheinberg uh, and Terry Gilliam said something that I thought was uh, pretty useful there it's just like look if you want to release your cover of the movie at least put your name on it and uh Sid Scheinberg didn't have the guts to do that. And what led to it, he actually got shamed into releasing the original version because uh, Terry Gillen was going around to a bunch of colleges and film festivals and showing his version of the movie. And it led to a bunch of film critics being like, hey, can an unreleased movie win the Academy Award for Best Picture? And it almost did. So uh, I, the other thing that I really like about that is if you talk about science fiction and fantasy, after Empire Strikes Back, there weren't a whole lot of really great uh, science fiction fantasy movies for a really long time, besides maybe The Dark Crystal. And then you get to 1985, and between 80 and 85, it's kind of a dark period for that sort of imaginative fiction. And that really sucks. Not just for movies, but for fiction in general. And then you get something like this. That, that's the reason I want you to watch this, is that this is what I think that science fiction can be and should do. It's a lot more than laser swords and Wookiees and whatever. I understand that you like those. There's nothing wrong with liking them, but this is something that will challenge your brain a little bit more. I enjoyed it because I had literally no idea anything about yeah. it. Didn't know who was in it. Imagine my fucking face when Robert De Niro shows yeah, up. Yeah, for like eight minutes. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I knew was like, oh, Terry Gilliam. That's, that's one of the Monty Python guys. Yeah, yeah I'm not watching this. <laughs> that was fair. my entire experience with Brazil <laughs> up until three fair. days ago. So, yeah, it was a very nice surprise. Yeah. I'm, glad, I'm glad you enjoyed it. You gotta give me some credit. Like, I'm stupid, but... <laughs> I thought you were avoiding it on purpose. Too. I was getting mad. <laughs> yes, because it was... I, I mean, that was just literally around. It's also kind of long, too, so... Also, low-key, the version I was able to find, the file's so big, it barely plays on my old laptop, so I had to watch it on my desktop. Good. So I had to plan accordingly for it. <laughs> I had to move my neat station to a different area to watch it. <laughs> that was... It's like, I could move everything, or I could just watch, you know, Anaconda versus Lake Placid. Right. And I made my choice last yeah, week. That's fair. So you assigned me Inside, a wonderful foreign movie yeah. about this nice pregnant lady, home alone. And then just another woman coming into that house and letting her know, hey, 
I'm going to cut that baby out. I mean, you get two broads together in the same room, you know there's going to be trouble. Broad city, am I right, folks? <laughs> Dames, am I right? With their gams. As long as a movie is, like, decent, if it is a home invasion movie, it will haunt me. That genre fucks with me very consistently at all times. Now, I want to ask, like, did, do you get the I, same Adam Wingard vibes that, that I got? Maybe not as strong? Not as strong but i definitely saw where you were going with that i was expecting because this came out the same time as a bunch of movies from france that were insanely fucked up we'll say like boy chris if you did not enjoy audition there is a whole ream of movies you should not watch because france was having a real one much like we were in that time period (laughs) you know post Iraq war, like, oh, not post-war. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's not post yet. <laughs> Post us going to Iraq and then, you know, just the <laughs> thank constant you for, footage. Thank you for reminding me of the, the fucking text at the beginning of the war. <laughs> <laughs> the Iraq war is we, winding down. Oh, we could be done in two weeks here. <laughs> but yeah, like, mid-2000s, like, we had Hostel and Saw. They went a little bit further with their movies so that's what i was expecting this to be which is why i avoided it because i've heard great things but wasn't in the mood to sit down and watch 90 minutes of absolute misery and it was not that it was yeah. a very effective home invasion movie like it goes somewhere too you know it, it uh, goes and, to a weird I mean, place but it goes somewhere yeah you know? there is definitely some violence but not to the level I was You know, that's the thing is, I think I kind of built that up. I think you have a little bit more experience with that. Because I have to say, Audition was on yet another level, though. Thanks for that, you know. And I, I oh. guess I've seen worse than that. But I, I guess the climax of Inside, it, it goes to a very strange area, I think. And, you know, once they uh, do the dude, I was like, oh, wow. Okay. Uh, huh. Oh, we're just going to go and yeah, do this, all huh? Right. All right, movie. Uh Y'all don't give a shit yeah, over there. That's awesome. Really, fuck, <laughs> really fucked up when that lady took off her mask and revealed herself to be a pit bull. <laughs> <laughs> not bad. Yeah, well, not not topping that. On to the next <laughs> movie I watched. <laughs> Alex, you assigned me Blowout. I sure did. So, I know I've said I have a lot of blind spots in cinema, which is absolutely true. But none is more egregious than how little De Palma I've seen. Because right. every time I watch a De Palma movie, I'm like... I should just watch all of his movies this week. I yeah. should just cancel all my plans. Blowout is so fucking good. Next week's it's fucking stay, amazing. Like, it was a solid, like, four stars. And then the final scene happens. And it's just yeah. real, like, holy <laughs> fucking shit. What he a fucking perfect incredible. movie. Yeah. I wish it was eight hours long. I could just watch hours of John Travolta just fidgeting with recording equipment and recording. Yeah. Just oh, like, yeah. I, just, like, give me, like, four, like hour-long episodes worth of him just recording sounds for, like, B-horror movies. Like, I I could live in that I world. I could call it a better and movie I... than The Conversation. <laughs> Correct. I had completely forgotten how you teed it up. So when I first see John Lithgow in that phone booth, I'm like, wait a second. Yep. M- movie. Come on. I was so happy. Yep. <laughs> like, why have I not watched Body Double yet? Like, what am I doing, you guys? <laughs> I need to turn my life around. Yeah. If, but unfortunately, because you see this is what happens, I want to watch more of these movies, but then it'll come later in the week. It's like, well, Six Underground's on Netflix, so I'm yeah. going to watch that instead. <laughs> and then I just go in this endless loop where like every six months I watch a real movie. I'm like, oh, fuck, that was really good. <laughs> All right, so Mandela Effect's only 80 minutes. I can cram that in before work. <laughs> yeah. And then Cycle will just continue. And it, that's fine. But yeah, thank you for... I'm sure you will make up for it at the end of this episode. I- 
But thank you for we'll the reprieve. It was <laughs> a wonderful time. It's like an hour 40. Just, God, chef's kiss. Movie is so goddamn tense, too. Yeah, like, so tense. I, I mean, nobody is better at that than De Palma. But like, just from that opening scene where, like, I know it's clearly just them watching a movie, but even just watching them watching that movie, I'm like, I would watch 90 minutes of this shitty ass Jalo slasher movie if it was filmed like this. Yep. All these bright ass <laughs> reds and blues that score. Oh my God. It's one of those ones where it reminds you, yeah, once upon a time, he was a really respected actor. So. It's like, oh, yeah. so this is why everyone rips off the palm. Okay, I get it now. Yeah, I would too. Yeah. Fuck it. Okay, so that is where the things that were assigned me in. Here's what I assigned myself. And this is my jerk of the week. <laughs> the absolute nerve of Killer Man to be an hour 50. <laughs> what the fucking shit movie? <laughs> an hour 50 Liam Hemsworth thriller. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. It was a real case of hitting play, seeing that, and being like, "Well, I already used the bandwidth to download this. I can't get that. I can't get that back. So, might as well turn it on." So, as you all know, I downloaded this solely because Liam Hemsworth plays a man named Mo Diamonds. <laughs> Correct. Mo money, Mo Diamonds. Mo Diamonds and. <laughs> I'm moving past I've had a challenging week. <laughs> Let's say a drug deal goes awry, as it does in these types of movies. A drug deal goes awry. There's a big chase. He almost gets away. There's a big car wreck. And Mo Diamonds wakes up, and he has amnesia. Here's the problem with this. That's 30 minutes into the movie. <laughs> God damn it. We saw everything. We know everything that happened. And yeah, we have to watch him put the pieces together. We that meet we meet his girlfriend, who is introduced in the movie, tells him he's pregnant, and then dies <laughs> next scene. <laughs> There's so much I want to talk about, but I know you're going to watch it next week. Correct. And the final twist is so fucking stupid that I would not dare take it from you. <laughs> okay. So, uh, much like your Mandela Effect review... No regular person should watch this. Alex, <laughs> looking forward to talking about it next week. Because it is such a colossally stupid fucking... I've never seen a movie do so little with a memento kind of thing. Like, Alright, he has no idea who he is. He wakes up has no idea what happened. He doesn't know his own name, but he, there's drugs and money everywhere. And there's just nothing. It's the most basic-ass thriller. It sucks. Cannot wait to talk to you about it. <laughs> Making a note right now. Not forgetting this one. It's already it's... on my hard drive, too. So. I'll remind you next week. Don't worry. You better. It fucking sucks. Hey, you know who's not a good actor? Liam Hemsworth. <laughs> Don't say. Late-breaking news here. So I decided to get in the Christmas spirit. Oh, yeah. Now, there's nothing more obnoxious than what's your favorite christmas movie die hard jack off wow, motion like really you're funny. so clever got it you know what i've seen one time in my life ever die hard 2 yeah <laughs> folks yeah <laughs> that movie is an incredibly solid piece of 90 schlock yeah. yeah like it is nowhere near as good as die hard no. yeah but it is incredibly solid i could do without the 47th instance of how could the same thing happen to me twice like thank you movie I got it. But man, 
I truly appreciate how this movie, like, obviously you're going to have the giant info dump where it's going to tell you, so this guy's on this plate and they want to capture him. But this is given to us on TV while William Sadler does naked Tai Chi. And for that, it's a solid four stars. <laughs> it's, it's easily the weakest of the Die Hard trilogy. We don't acknowledge the other ones. Right. Correct. But also still real good. Like I had, like I like I said I've seen it once have no memory of it except William Sadler's the bad guy which is enough to get me like you know I should revisit it yeah like not great but not bad at all like absolutely solid so let me talk to you about Undisputed too <laughs> skip <laughs> Alex you are gonna have so much fun with Undisputed too because <laughs> you see Undisputed came out like 2002 I think this is 2006. Do you know what wasn't big in 2006? Boxing. Do you know what was? Don't say. MMA. <laughs> God. I'm so, Vink Rames' character, he's back, but he's played by Michael Jai White, friend of the show. Yes. And he gets framed and put into a Russian prison. Or <gasps> oh, he must fight their champion, Boyka, Scott Atkins, who spends the entire movie during a series of insane spin kicks. <laughs> every fight he's in is just him doing... Just egregious flips. It's so fucking good. I wish I was in your house when you watched this. Like, his introduction of him doing these slow motion kicks, and just like, oh my god, I was so fucking happy. It's so, so good. This director made three sequels, all centering around the Scott Atkins <laughs> character. And then I read... There will be an undisputed television series with the same director, with Scott Atkins in the leading role. Fuck yes. Y'all, 2020 is looking up. <laughs> <laughs> like, the entire crux in the movie is fight, train, 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 I don't want to fight him, fuck you, there's a lot of money. Then Michael Jai White and Scott Atkins beat the fuck out of each other. Train, train, train. They beat the fuck out of each other again. Five stars. Here's another five star movie. Hey guys, uh, turns out the Terminator is really good, huh? No kidding. You don't say. Wait, which one? That's another movie I think I've seen twice, maybe? It felt like it's time to revisit this. So, Terminator 1's definitely better than Terminator 2. Uh, will not be taking any questions, will not read comments. Uh, that's one of those things I think we mentioned that every single time you watch one of the first two Terminator movies, you're like, okay, this is better than the other one. Then you watch the other one, and you're like, okay, yeah, it's better than the other one. And you know, repeat the cycle. You know what, you know what Terminator 1 doesn't have? That fucking kid. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a really good <laughs> two point. And a half but Terminator, it, it does a lot. Terminator 2 also has uh, Arnold reloading that shotgun like that while riding a motorcycle. That is that is yeah. fair. So it's it's tough. It's really tough. I would recommend going back and rewatching the second one, then rewatching the first one, then rewatching the second one, and just doing that every I, I plan on doing yeah. that. Like, I was trying to watch it from the point of view of, like, okay, try and put yourself in, like, the mindset of, like, was it 1984, I think? Yeah. No one knows who. Who the fuck James Cameron is? Does anyone really know who Arnold Schwarzenegger is at this point? Like, what do you like? Conan the Barbarian? Like, gives a fuck? Yeah. That movie opens with a tank rolling over skulls. Yeah. Like, it's immediate, like, <laughs> fuck, yeah, I'm in. strapped in. I'm ready to go. 
Also, fun fact about the Blu-ray, you can clearly see Arnold's dick and balls. Good. Like, clear as All day. Right, you know, the other thing is that Linda Hamilton is such a... She plays such a, a likable character in that movie. You Like, you really want to, like, see her and follow her along in her struggles. And the weirdest thing about it is, like, if they never made a sequel to it, I'd be, like, kind of fine. Like, it would just exist as yeah, a absolutely. movie. would be like, that, remember that movie? That'd be so it cool. Is. What if they made a sequel to it? And then they ended up making one of the greatest sequels of all time to it. And then the other movies happen. Like, I don't want to live in a world without Terminator 2, but also, this is a perfect standalone movie. It is movie. so, so, so good. And it's it's one of those things where Terminator 2 was so good that it kind of made, like, everyone make a bunch of unnecessary sequels because they sort of want to recapture that spirit. But, boy, Terminator 1, it just works so well. That That's another movie that, when I talk about what I want from science fiction... That's what I'm looking for. That's a movie that's that makes you think. That's a movie that's so much better than Star Wars or Star Trek or whatever. What if we made eight sequels and just kept going, like, oh, what if this yeah, happened? Well, how does this technology work? I don't fucking care how the technology yeah. works. <laughs> also, where's the justice for Michael Bean? Like, he's in a bunch of these movies as a character. He's good in all of them. Like, he's good in all these movies and just fucking fell off the face of the earth and it's unfair. But yeah. okay, so like I said before, like I was trying to watch it in the point of view, like okay, 1984, don't know anything about this. So like the 90 minute mark, that T800 blows the fuck up and just a massive truck explosion, like huge movie ending explosion. Like Kyle Reese is he's hurt, but he's barely alive. Lyndall Hamilton's alive. The theme song is playing. And then that fucking robot exoskeleton just emerges from the rubble. Can you imagine? Being in that theater and not doing Fuck. the soy face. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. I was on my couch just getting super hyped, like starting to sweat. Just like, Fuck yeah, dude. Fuck yes. <laughs> and Chris, I know this is important to you. The special acknowledgement to Harlan Ellison to start the credits. Which, oh boy, they had to fight him on that one after James Cameron literally admitted uh, in speaking that he deliberately ripped off Harlan Ellison's work. Of all the people to do that to, how fucking stupid do you have to be? <laughs> <laughs> James Cameron. Last thing about. <laughs> James Cameron's a great <laughs> filmmaker, all right? I'm not going to pretend like he, he's not one of the most talented people in the world, but A, he's. I mean, well, everything that I've heard is he's a gigantic asshole. And the other thing I've heard is. Correct. This dude, he's got to be one of the stupidest people who ever lived. <laughs> <laughs> the only other thing I have is if I ever, like, win the lottery and get a bunch of money. I'm just going to recreate the tech noir bar they go to and just live oh, yeah. it. Yeah, that's, my God. That's going to be our all-night fried rice joint. <laughs> God, as soon as they walk in that place, I'm like, just fucking put me in a time machine. Let me live there for the rest of my life. Yes. So after that ended, I did a little double feature. I wanted a movie that like followed this theme and made me... Just resonated with me, so I put on The Guest. <sighs> Good choice, always. I'm so fucking so jealous. Always. Must be good movies. So that's in my top ten of the decade. Correct. <laughs> you know yeah. what? The guest is fucking perfect. You know that's that's one of the things is like the decade's ending. We we could do a top ten of the decade. I, I know it's kind of short notice, but for me, I, I'll, I'll let you get to the guest real quick. But I really do think that your next is the one that I prefer to it. Uh, also, I realized on the last episode I kept saying ready or not when I meant you're next. Uh, I appreciate it. That's I, fine. I, I corrected you once and like never like. Yeah, I know. I, I noticed that. Thank yeah. you very much for your your patience with my small you, brain. Yeah. <laughs> Get back to the guests, though. It just hurts me that more people don't know about it. Yeah. Like, I've made it my goal. 
Yeah. I've introduced several people to it, and I've gotten nothing but glowing Who reviews. And it's a movie everyone should have to see. It's not fair. Yeah. There's no justice in this world. Dan Stevens' face. Oh. His. I would die so for him. Sap is definitely rising. <laughs> <laughs> like, every single character is so good. I love everyone in that family. I love the alcoholic dad who, in every scene, just barges in the room. Drink! I'm having a drink! Do you want a drink? I'm having a drink. <laughs> It's one of those movies where even if you know how it ends up, you still have fun watching it. Oh, Speaking yeah. of how it ends it's, up, boy, that it's ending. It's a blast, dude. <laughs> it's, that movie is so good. So, 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 so good. That movie just ending on her making eye contact going, what the fuck? Perfect. Because yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's it's the like, only way to end it. One of the endings that I really liked from the this decade was Don't Breathe. And this is basically the Don't Breathe ending, but way closer proximity. And that's exactly <laughs> what I was hoping for. I I could watch it again. I just watched this last night. I could put it on again. I could. That movie is timeless for me. I will watch that a hundred times. I might be downloading the soundtrack. I, I gotta admit. It's so. That soundtrack was in my car for a long time. Yeah, as that's, it should be. That's some good night driving music right oh, there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And you know, the other thing about it is it's also got, like, a decent message, too. Like, hey, this is what we're doing with all these super soldiers. Maybe this is not <laughs> the best idea. I just love how that movie is one thing. It slowly escalates, and then it escalates. Like, yeah. that, that bar scene, you're like... Oh, okay, movie, I'm in. So that's what kind that's of usually where people turn on, like, okay, I'm in. When he throws that fucking shot in that guy's eye, and you're like, oh, okay. This is what we're doing. Okay, movie. And then the third act happens. But in a good way. Usually when I say, and then the third act happens, usually not an endorsement. Yeah. <laughs> but in this case, it's, you know. What it if really we just... <sighs> the pacing in that movie is flawless. It's so like... good. Like, Adam Wingard can make 40 bad movies in a row, but it's like, yeah, but he made your next in The Guest, so I'm going to see the next one. <laughs> like, yeah. Go f- That's a... Those two are unlimited free pass movies for me. Like, yeah, I'll keep going. Put out another Death Note. I'll fucking watch it, because you made The Guest. Yeah. yeah. That's the last thing for me. I thought I had more, but I wanted to end on a high. So, uh, I'm just letting you guys know that as we're recording this, I have the Rotten Tomatoes page for Rise of Skywalker here, and I'm just refreshing every once in a while. <laughs> you, you and I me just both. want to know, is 56% greater than or less than 58%? <laughs> i got to run the numbers Let's, here. Oh, and, and the other question, is that good? Skip. You know I'm passionate about numbers and tomatoes. I'm getting a lot of conflicting reports. Most people say, not good. I gotta see this fucking movie. You guys. I'm so excited now. <laughs> I have been apathetic about the entirety of Star Wars for two years now, but I cannot fucking wait for Friday. I keep. I, I'm looking at uh, some of the things, and someone said all the leaks are true. I don't know what oh the leaks God. are, but I know what I predicted I purposely would happen. Uh, there's the only thing I saw that even remotely resembles a leak is one of those like, "Hey, we asked all these former Star Wars writers what they think the ending might be, <laughs> and if it's anywhere near as funny as what I saw there, then movie potential." I've avoided the leak specifically, but everything I've seen about the leaks is fuck. I hope that's not true. I, everything, so, I'm so excited. Everything that I saw is. Uh, Look, if it's what I think it is, and I'm like 100%, I think it's what's going to happen here, this is going to be one of our best episodes. I'm I, so I think excited. I told Parker what I think it's going to be, but uh, 
even if I had, I think he can predict what I'm expecting from this. I'm so fucking excited, you guys. I cannot. I, I think I'm actually gonna see the fucking 8 a.m. showing on Friday. I, I, might, <laughs> I don't want to wait. I might be seeing the 7 a.m. on Friday. <laughs> Look, if I wasn't working Thursday night, we'd be having a different Parker, here's the thing. I'm working uh, Thursday night, and I might still be seeing it. I... Same. Chris, we'll, we'll talk. We <laughs> might have to see this together. I'm so excited. We might have to oh see this together. God. I love the idea that, like, oh, God, everyone hated The Last Jedi. How do we course correct? The worst reviewed movie. Literally worse than Phantom Menace was reviewed when it came out. It's so <laughs> fucking cool, you guys. Oh, I love content. Okay. Well, Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> we have to talk. We have to talk. We have to get to uh, the core. Speaking of digging deeper, folks. <laughs> got him. Okay, so the most... It's still going to make a billion dollars, none of this matters. That's, well, yeah. But uh, the most baffling thing about the core is that this came out in 2003. I want people to keep this in mind. This movie came out in 2003. God damn. Yeah. I love that the core exists in this world where you can be like, hey, uh... Did you watch a lot of FX in the two, late 2000s? And then you'll show like, okay, sick. I know exactly what this movie looks like and who's in it and what the soundtrack yeah. is. Yeah. Got it. All right. So uh, like you don't have to see the core. Like if you had FX, you know what the core is. It's just a part of you. It's like, no, not the day after tomorrow. No, not that one. This one. Like, okay, got it. Got you. All right. So uh, the movie starts off at everyone's favorite city. Beantown, baby. That's what I'm fucking talking about. God, I was Yo, so Bobby fucking Orr. mad. <laughs> be so happy and uh <laughs> everything's a fucking boston movie i love it so much all the good movies it's not like, fair what's oh, this keep happening sorry that your movies don't take place in fucking dallas <laughs> how many fucking movies take place where parker lives like there will be blood that's it uh i that's think hurtful, it's hell or also, high yes. water is the closest one to him uh, anyway, so I hope I turn into an old grizzled Jeff so Bridges, the, just making racist jokes to my partner. So the halfway yeah, there, buddy. So the, <laughs> so the movie begins much the same way that the happening begins, uh, which is not really a way that you want to start off a movie. Uh, you remember how the happening begins? Everyone starts like killing themselves. When well, this one, people just start fainting. So uh, I was, similar. There was a real moment of like, wait, what's this movie about? Yeah, I yeah. thought they went to the Earth Core. Why did yeah. everyone just? Drop I was doing it? that. I was like, what is this? And it's causing a lot of problems and stuff. And it's I was I have to admit, got my attention. It got me, and it was like a curiosity thing too. It was like, how is all this working? That's that's actually pretty good storytelling, and. Uh, We'll see where this goes. Uh, the movie then proceeds to show us why Gabby hates birds so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did that in trivia. One of the answers was uh, cardinals, and I, I made a little noise, and Bill's like, that's crows, dumbass. So, <laughs> so we had to explain. This shit. did lead us to explaining uh, Bird Guy to him. So, <laughs> Everyone should know. Yeah, that's Bird very guy. important. So uh, Aaron Eckhart one of the most handsome men who ever lived is our protagonist uh he is a scientist at a college he's going to show them an experiment with no one cares and oh my god aaron eckhart's 2003 hair oh, yeah <laughs> whatever happened to that, that those layers blonde ass dyed hair that's 
sort of spiked up the purposefully messy yeah. look oh boy he looks like he's related to Stifler and it's really uncomfortable <laughs> for the first hour of this movie he looks like Sean William Scott's cool dad I gotta admit I'm still waiting for him to like turn his head and the other parts like burned away so oh my god <laughs> if, if Aaron Eckhart is Sean William Scott's cool dad then that means he's brothers with Shooter McGavin <laughs> So fuck, we should. I want to rewatch this. The one where he accidentally <laughs> kills his grandma by jacking off, <laughs> and then being scolded by his dad for having to jack off instead of getting laid. Okay, let's focus on the court. What a goodness. So, sorry, I'm so sorry. At least no, now you know so who Shooter McGavin is. He gets taken by the government, who are like, "Hey, what do you need me?" F-? First of all, they have a, a really dumb time wasted moment, which is one of the reasons the movie is two hours fifteen minutes. And he's like, "Are you, uh, are you who this character?" Maybe. Who wants to know? Yes or no? Uh, <laughs> just me. immediately just, oh, because you realize, like, fuck, he's going to do this for two yep. hours. Yep. Yeah. It's like, what do you need me for? We can't tell you. Uh, so he's stuck with his really cool French friend. We all have a French friend. Uh, they go to a morgue. Oh, you're I, not supposed to be here. I, but not to... Not to jump ahead, but uh, I did not realize he was French until literally the last scene he was Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, why is this Russian guy here? <laughs> he is, in fact, French with a Russian name. Uh, and they're stuck in a board. Can you imagine bringing an electromagnetic scientist and be like, okay, why are all these people dead? Explain yourself and your <laughs> magnet magic. Right, I'm going to play this trumpet and electromagnetic waves. So we got a lot of corpses in here. Yeah, so <laughs> Figure it out, cool so, teacher. Or so cold open is going to be miracles by the insane clown posse, right? Oh, fuck yes, dude. <laughs> Fucking magnets, dude. <laughs> they work. <laughs> but for real, just, though, how did they work? It's it's such a great... like I, I actually love this scene, of this intro, of just like him and this other scientist are there. They're like, the government comes in and goes... Hey, did terrorists kill all these people? They say no. And then the government goes, All right, bye, guys. Thanks for your help. <laughs> all right, we'll get here. Wait, there was a room full of bodies. Yeah, but it wasn't terrorists, so. No, uh, Back to school yeah. for you. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. So, uh, another scene of, like, this is good storytelling where it gets your curiosity. I'm telling my dad the plot here. We'll bring him up later. Uh, I'm telling my dad the plot. I'm like, <laughs> And next thing that happens is a spaceship crash lands on Earth. And he's still looking at his laptop, typing away, not really listening to me. But it's one of our space shuttles. And he looked up at me <laughs> with a gleam yeah. in his eye. <laughs> they crash land, much like Con Air. Dad starts panting like a dog. I give him a treat. And uh, she, whoever the pilot is, who's, who, what is she from? Do I know her from somewhere? I feel like I know her from somewhere. Hillary Swank. Oh, that was Hillary Swank. I didn't recognize her with the hair. (laughs) Jesus Christ! I've seen her in so many other movies. I don't believe you. She has looked the same. I know. I think it. I do not believe it was the hair that misled me. Star of the next karate. Yeah, I know. That's one of the ones I I know her from. (laughs) God damn it! I knew it. That and uh, Million Dollar Baby. Which, uh, no burgers in there. Uh, so... <laughs> Hillary, anyway. <laughs> anyway, Hillary Swank, who I totally knew it was her the entire time, uh, gets court-martialed, but then notch. It turns out you did a really good job, pat on the head. And then we get to what will become clearer as the movie progresses, some really advanced stereotypical movie science bullshit. Where they're all in a room. Hey, run the numbers on this one. He's like, that would take like all the power off our team. He's like, hey, you've been using to look up Sailor Moon stuff. 
<laughs> Which uh, <laughs> that's a real pause. Look up, like, hey, wait, Again, what? This movie made in two thousand three. Who amongst us, Christopher? <laughs> jokes in two thousand three. King shit, absolutely. <laughs> this movie rules. Emphasis on the shit. So uh, that's what they're all around the room, and he's like, "Yo, no, make sure you look at the coordinates from whatever." Blah blah blah. Bullshit. Bullshit. And. Uh, Let's talk about Stanley Tucci. Uh, which one of you wants to talk about our boy? Oh my god! Which, which Stanley Tucci? Yeah. Stanley Tucci in the first half of this movie, or we, Stanley Tucci in the second half? We have to talk about the first half because they are not the same. We have character. to talk about first half Stanley Tucci or Taika Waititi because uh, that's his hair that he's trying to do here. Uh, <laughs> Him having hair is a lot. As why does it have like... to be colored silver? Like he's fucking an Elon Musk uh, coworker. Uh, he's walking down the stairs signing bullshit and just like oh I wonder how I'm supposed to feel about this character and he's like no 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 you have to read my work the world is going to end because electromagnetism earth's core stuff like that and his fucking rebuttal to that is no that's just impossible I I will look at my work but there's surely something that disproves it that's the best that you can do (laughs) this character like the best way I can think to describe the way he looks to all of our listeners who do not have a picture up in front of him already, he looks like your dad if he decided to be Colin Farrell for Halloween. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> me. Oh, okay. that's not bad. That's not bad. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I want to talk about my favorite scene, perhaps in not. Uh, there's too many favorite scenes in this movie, but this is the one. I've mentioned on a number of occasions that when I'm watching a stupid garbage movie, this is a stupid garbage movie, I, I, I usually have it on like a laptop over to the side on my bed, and I'll be playing Crash Team Racing. Hit me up, premium no underscore content. You can't touch these wheels. And uh, if something big happens, something that really wants to like get my attention, I'll pause the game and I'll look over. Uh, so Stanley Tucci and uh, Aaron Eckhart, uh, they meet up with the government, and uh, they tell the government, guys... The apocalypse is going to happen. Like, uh, it's a bunch of electromagnetism, blah, 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 science, science, bullshit, bullshit. And next thing up that's going to happen is there's going to be a bunch of electrical storms, and then the Earth is going to be cooked. Imagine this peach. This is what it will look like. And then they just put a fucking blowtorch on the peach. And uh, <laughs> both do it. It's in Where did they get that blowtorch? You know, what if, so you, what if you need one around for this meeting with the government? And uh, he says, in 30 years, it'll be the Stone Age. In 35 years, that. So, uh, and, and the guys ask, okay, how do we fix it? How do we stop it? You can't. And I, I keep playing. I'm, I'm making my drifts and my turns and stuff like that. Like, okay, if you can't stop it, then we don't have a movie. Thanks for nothing. And uh, he says... Well, the only way that uh, we could... I guess the guy says, there's always got to be a way. This is the United States, son. And the guy's like, no, the only way we could do it is to go into the Earth and bombard it with electromagnetic beams or something like that. And the close, and that's like 9,000 degrees Fahrenheit. Didn't fact check that. It's like, you know, thousands of miles down into the center of the Earth. What? 9,000? <laughs> <laughs> not putting not putting that sound uh and uh he's like oh, and the cl- and the deepest we've ever dug is only seven miles with a two-inch drill bit and uh my immediate quote was boy if they say 
what if we use a three inch drill bit? Would have, that would have been pretty funny. <laughs> but instead, the guy's like, you know, there is just no way for us to get down there. It's impossible. Uh, and then the guy says the words that made me pause the game and turn over to the laptop. But what if we could? <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute, because I have to admit, I did not know what the core was about. I knew it probably involved the core of the Earth or maybe the energy core or some infinity stone somewhere. But I didn't know this was going to be, you know, that. I was very much not at all ready for them to seriously propose traveling to the Earth's core. As soon as you do that... (laughs) Guys, I, I'm dropping out of this race. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll see you later. I'm, I'm in. <laughs> Isn't it fun watching all the pieces together? Like, why is this called the core? And like, yeah, you can't do that. But what if you could? And then you're just eyes glowing. What the fuck yeah. are you talking about? There's an hour twenty left. <laughs> <laughs> that was the time that I started paying attention. Anyway, they go to uh, an engineer's house. The desert. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the fucking middle of the desert. Yeah, he's just in, with, look. There's a lot of weird shit in the desert, who, but I don't know. This fucking dude who looks like Jawas bring him scrap <laughs> to make his fucking devices. <laughs> <laughs> looks like a fucking diet combination of Lawrence Fishburne and Forrest Whitaker with grizzled features or whatever. And he's just been working on this vessel to go to the center of the earth for 20 years yeah i just had like you know everyone needs a passion project a little diy you know keep it a secret from the wife that's where all the money's been going and not fishing rods just building this the entire time and you know you know just for funsies and but it needs a lot of uh brackets energy thing to go down fuel source and uh this is where we get the unobtainium word here I can admit. God, as soon as they said that word, that was a definite rewind. Like, well, surely. I have to admit, I didn't hate it as much as I thought I would because he's like, well, the real name has 37 syllables, so I just call it unobtainium. I was like, well, it's better than I thought it was going to be. Just fucking make something I, up. I thought movies. Aaron Eckhart was going to be like staring into the camera wide. I'd be like, it's unobtainium. We finally found it. <laughs> or something like that. It's they don't quite like, do that. It is hellaciously dumb. And also, like, the seventh dumbest part of this Oh, scene. yeah, it's not even <laughs> close. <laughs> like, like, that's kind of what makes it so much more palatable. It's just like, wait, this guy lives in a fucking ranch in the middle of the desert. And he has enough juice to power up this machine that's going to drill to the center of the well, earth. Well, right, that's, one of my okay. favorite things about it is they were talking about, okay... Could you get this to the center of the earth uh, by the end of the week and uh, just take a team of people? It's like, oh, that would cost like, I was like, no, come on, say another, I don't know, $15 billion. Do you uh, take a check? And I have to admit, Aaron Eckhart's line made me laugh really loud. Oh, use a credit card, get miles. <laughs> that was the most frisky dingo ass line I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> it's such a 2003 thing to bring up. Like when airline miles first became a thing. I don't know why, but like you, you know, there were families just sitting in the theater with like where like the mom and dad are looking at each other like, oh, I told you. <laughs> You can just you can just feel I, it. I know like, that's one of the things that that's one of the things that actually dates this movie as a 2003 thing because everything else in the movie is very much like 1997. Uh, Do you mean yeah. the CGI? Oh yes, yeah. uh, that we will we will get to that. We oh, yeah we will. We need to get to uh, 
I guess our favorite character in the entire movie <laughs> the computer guy. <laughs> My <laughs> fucking this, god, dude. This individual, first of all, is this the guy, is he from Saving Silverman or is he the guy from The New Guy? Yes. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, oh, the other follow-up question, is that a prosthetic cre- nose? <laughs> oh, you wish. <laughs> He was he, created in a test tube in the year 2003 in existence stasis. But that's the yeah, thing. For his, his, intro, his introduction is the most 1997-ass thing I've ever seen. This is not dissimilar from fucking, uh, I, I don't know, The Matrix, where Keanu Reeves is like doing all his computer nerd bullshit. He almost blows up or whatever. I don't know. But like that intro with him, they're playing butt metal as the government knocks on his door and... Alex, would you like to describe? <laughs> I would I would love to, because we get the classic scene of the hacker trying to destroy all of his incriminating data by doing such things as magneting all his hard drives, throwing all his CD-ROMs in the microwave, <laughs> dumping a box of floppy disks into the sink. <laughs> it is so fucking cool dude in his grimy ass fucking apartment which all hackers always seem to live in despite the fact that there's no way there's enough power in that entire apartment building just to power his gamer <laughs> this dude has like six alienware stacked on top of each other like can we, so can we please talk about the fact that they're clearly after him because he's been hacking a whole bunch of people's bank accounts and yet he lives there <laughs> The fucking yeah. nerve of this movie to introduce this dude like thirty minutes in. Get the fuck out of yeah. here! Like we have the whole crew. Like, all right, these guys are clearly going to go to the Earth's core. What if we got the guy from the new guy to be a master hacker? We gotta find a hacker to do disinformation, oh. and then he doesn't go. When I realized, I know I, w- I really wanted that. Why isn't Why isn't the hacker on the ship? What can you imagine? That? I, anyway, we have to. There's so many lines. I I, heck, I have to spend more time on him than any other character. I just have to. Because so the cool. next thing that he says is they all confirm. It's like, oh, you know those things that look like computers? They're not computers. Who the fuck wrote that? And I want to I wanna talk about the actor here because I know he didn't write that line. Dude, you could have improvised anything. It would have been better than that line. So... Uh, <laughs> You wanna, I wrote down a line too. Where they're wait, wait, wait. We have to. You go first. I, I might have the same, have line. same yeah. line, but uh, Parker. Okay. Hey Chris, yeah. how many languages do you speak? <laughs> I speak one. One zero one. One zero one zero one zero. We do. We do not have. Oh, because yours is. I, I think. Can I guess what the next one is? No one controls the net. Sure. <gasps> no, mine was something else oh in the scene, which was the the I'll do it, but I'm gonna require <laughs> a bunch of Xena tapes and hot pockets <laughs> because hot pockets help me concentrate. <laughs> I remember didn't write... Xena. No, <laughs> no, I I don't know anyone that's ever watched an episode of Xena. I remember seeing commercials for like the DVD box set when DVDs were first a thing, but I don't know anyone that's ever watched that sounds show. like parker hasn't seen it parker you're next assignment <laughs> i've actually, I mean, I've actually heard it's pretty it. good. my there. uncle my uncle watched Zena, so we got the one he's not awake right now so oh sorry. god uh, that, the scene has 18 lines and the last thing i write in all caps is you want me to hack the planet <laughs> <laughs> that was one of my favorite things about cool this I, it does have actually a pretty good line is i can think as slow as you if i wanted to i was like 
that's a pretty sick ode. But the next one is just like, what if you could hack every computer in the world? And the guy's like, no one controls the net. (laughs) 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 And then he's talking about, yeah, we want you to do all this. We're going to pay you a bunch of money. You can save the world and all this other stuff. I need Zeta tapes, which I thought it was on DVD by then. And... I, he also he uses the the gum wrapper the aluminum to probably, blow the notes into it to give him unlimited long distance. Discs. You have unlimited long distance <laughs> calling forever. <laughs> Speaking of things that date the movie, oh. remember when we cared about long distance phone See, calls? See, that's the thing. Allegedly, <laughs> two thousand three. That scene might as well have been nineteen ninety three, as far as I'm concerned, uh, because that's the sort of shit you could have done back in the seventies using the uh, the tones to hack uh phone lines <laughs> that guy and he's just fucking talking like that the entire time no one controls the net okay a sequel to blowout in 2003 starring this character who says no <laughs> this guy's solving murders by hacking the net I just, so i just want to put the fucking late 90s early 2000s hacker character into every movie that's ever been exactly made. is there any movie that is worse with that character of course not <laughs> no put him into fucking citizen kane you'll find something to do anyway uh <laughs> it's just hacking in the back of the bar in Casablanca. <laughs> <laughs> he's got the fucking enigma machine from the nazis just decoding code in the back of the bar <laughs> oh my god we'll get to we'll get to decoding code later on anyway so it shows the big montage where they're building Virgil. Uh, let's not make a chapo joke. And uh, it goes to the. Let's go back to the computer nerd guy. The computer nerd guy. He's like, I call it Virus Bot. This movie was made in 2003. <laughs> fucking good movie. When, when they show that fucking wall of his computers as he's talking about the thing that he made, and it's all just like spinning skulls. <laughs> <laughs> Like a fucking screensaver from the 90s. It's so good. This is my kung fu. <laughs> the amount of callbacks to that fucking kung fu line in this oh, movie. Yeah. Why, let's... Absolutely go fuck yourself. <laughs> let's, put, let's see a showdown. This character versus the lawnmower man. Who you got? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Pre-crisis or post-crisis? Yes. <laughs> The second act is when Stanley Tucci gets his head lawnmowered and becomes a serious actor. <laughs> oh my god. So this might be the least scientifically accurate movie ever made. And part of it just comes from the scale because there's, might be. there's so much going on. I mean, like you got like Chupacabra versus the Alamo. It's not exactly scientifically accurate. but you can... Well, the Alamo's a real place, unlike <laughs> anything else in this movie. So it's got to beat by default. Well, oh, we'll get to that. Because I was going to say, no, the core is a real thing inside the Earth. But guess what? <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. But this the thing is, they're trying to do so many things, and every single time, I can just imagine the ombudsman for NASA going, like, not even close. So, as they let's say what it is, they burrow deep into the earth, and I'm just watching as they go deeper and deeper and deeper, and that's when I realized they didn't take the computer nerd guy with them. So, they have to go back. They have to turn around. What are you guys doing? <laughs> They, they took all of these people that have no business being on this fucking ship, and they left that guy behind. You've got, like, three school teachers and an astronaut who almost died 45 minutes ago, and he left the hacker at home. I, I desperately wanted him in there as just, just being the game over man guy. 
Can you imagine what kind of lines he would have had to say? It was like, this is just like slappers only on GoldenEye. He would have had so many fucking quips. What a missed opportunity. Exactly. Well, don't worry. He's not entirely gone from the movie. He's in Mission Control or whatever the equivalent is. God, look at all that lava. Oh, you can heat up so many hot pockets in here. (laughs) It's great how if they made this movie five years later, that guy would be a McPoyle. The hacker boy masturbating the Zeta tapes. <laughs> just just 9,000 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, don't worry. I got a fan that's set up in my rig. That would have cooled the entire system. But uh, oh, Could you imagine the blue LED lights on that computer? Oh, he had? man. Oh, God. <laughs> the fucking... Like, I know we're going to be talking a lot about the science, but the science, which has been very bad at this point, gets excessively bad when we get to the... We have to dig down into the Marianas Trench because it's the part where the Earth's core is the thinnest, but also we're not going fast enough, so there's not enough pressure to power our magic machine that's going to let us tunnel to the center of the Earth. So they have to do a little closer, a little closer. Like, like they they have the fucking scene that's in all of these movies where you don't know if they're going to make it through, like, the closing door or something, except it's just the ocean floor. And also, there's literally an hour and 20 minutes left in the movie at this yeah. point. There's a full movie remaining. It's like, yeah, we know they're gonna do it. It's okay. They're not it, They're not even getting chased by a shark. Like, what is this? So, anyway, they start burrowing into the earth. I'm just kind of, I'm not even looking at the game anymore. I'm just like, oh, oh my god, they're actually doing this. And then a line hits. A line that shocked my dad out of his socks. Wait, what's that black space on the scanner? It's empty space. <laughs> they didn't code it to be able to detect empty space. And now this is the thing. This is the thing. And I, I thought about this very seriously. I was like, why would there be empty space? That the world would just collapse in on us. There's like so many scientific problems. I just sort of like file it away for, lo- for later. <sighs> empty space. And my dad, I had to stop my dad from like giving me a seminar about that. I was like, there's no empty space. What do you think? The world's hollow. But like... All, all I could think about, I'm glad you brought that up, because all I could think about during this scene is that fucking image from the Flat Earther Facebook page, <laughs> giant ice ball theory, possibly hollow. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. If we had cover art for episodes, that, I would use yeah. that in a heartbeat. Uh, so anyway, they crash in the middle of the earth. And they're looking around, and they say words that will stick with me for the rest of my life. We have to get out and look around. (laughs) 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 What the fuck? If I was in the room with either one of you, I would have been looking around with, like I said, the biggest soy face in the world. (laughs) These fucking... These fucking suits they put on to withstand the center of the earth <laughs> look like they wouldn't have protected somebody at three mile islands. <laughs> it, it is the most Homer Simpson ass looking like fucking suits that you could possibly imagine that these guys put on to venture out of their ship, which has crashed in a hole in the center of the earth. So they they get out and they look around. And when, let's, what are they on? I want to take this one. 
Theron, a giant purple (laughs) geode. It looks like one of the fucking crystals from Crash Bandicoot. And they're looking around all this empty (laughs) space. And I'm glad the Earth learned how to make those cool crystals. (laughs) And, of course, Parker texts me. Dude, check out these crystals. (laughs) But I have to say, my note was, wait a second. Empty space? Crystals? Did they take the wrong approach angle and actually tunnel outside of the Earth and go into outer space somehow? Could you imagine? <laughs> that was the only thing that I was thinking. And I was riding hard with that theory for a while. Guys, uh, we accidentally went all the way through and came out the other side of that <laughs> movie ending with them crashing into Shanghai. It would have been the funniest fucking thing in the world. Oh, God, we overshot it. <laughs> It's because it makes sense. It's like they take the wrong angle. They just sort of like take a little bit of a haircut off the earth and then just go. <laughs> Can you imagine? Just, sh- just what if the end of this movie was that the earth was flat and they just fall? <laughs> oh my god! Just, got original content. Just, do not steal. <laughs> do not steal under any circumstances. They're fucking sitting in the spaceship. Like nobody seems to be worried about the fact that they're going out in these shitty suits into the five thousand degree center of the Earth. And Stanley Tucci's character goes, "Oh, I want to come along. I need to take some samples." <laughs> <laughs> the most incredible thing I've ever heard. We have to get out and look around. <laughs> I forget Stanley Tucci's in this movie over and over again. Until I cannot help but be aware that he's in it. <laughs> so, do you think they've only dug seven miles before? Because mile eight is when you just fly into the fucking space. <laughs> when you drill through the flat earth. Oh my god, the earth's only eight miles thick. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> <Could you imagine? laughs> That's when he hit the turtle that's holding up the rest of the world. The one that burped up the universe. <laughs> just imagine them getting to mile eight and just be like, Oh fuck, is that the moon? <laughs> and then the movie ends. <laughs> <laughs> they just die in space. Let's be real. Submarine those no, those they do start going right into the heart of the sun, and they're like, good thing we're wearing these spacesuits. <laughs> what if this movie just turned into sunshine? <laughs> they're just stuck under there for like seven years. How do Bigfoot get down there? How Bigfoot survive? He's just, he just Gucci comes up from the hulls of the ship. Years. Oh, what in the fuck? It's Earth Core creatures. <laughs> oh, that's that's funny. I'm getting a uh, a seventh life reading from deep inside our underground space train. Seventh life reading. Huh. I gotta go take some samples. <laughs> just gets his arms ripped off by the <laughs> Earth's core. Well, at least we're going to die in space. No one else has ever done that before. <laughs> okay, so the movie continues. This movie's real so good, guys. They go outside and somehow they're sp- Base, well, core suits are able to protect them from 9,000 degrees Fahrenheit, I guess. Uh, one of the characters, I, I don't remember his name or his face, accidentally falls in the magma, which is there. No, I thought he got hit uh, something. Some, and he, like, but I remember his body falls into the thing. Yeah. He gets hit in yeah. the head and just oh, falls into the right. score. And no the, one notices. He gets bonked on the noggin like it's fucking it. Uh, anyway, so he just falls into it. <laughs> he just... 
It's the most fucking telegraph death oh, of yeah, all time yeah. because the character's only existence in the entire movie is just him repeatedly telling Hillary Swank that she's not ready oh, to do right, that guy, yeah. Like, wow, I wonder what's going to happen yeah. to this guy. <laughs> this movie is 45 minutes of getting the team together and then just an hour of heroic sacrifices. Just, of all the nerve <laughs> of him telling so her bad. she can't be the commander because she's too good at it. Go fuck yourself, dude. <laughs> so, you know what your problem is? You're too good. Also, when you bleed, it attracts bears. <laughs> well, goodbye, movie. Just fucking That's melt. why Sasquatch came out. Also, the increasing heat. Where's his suit? So, anyway. <laughs> fucking the seven-foot-tall space. Man. Man, do you guys think that's why we can't find him? <laughs> yes, he's in the Earth's core. <laughs> He went there after all the global warming. Folks, anyway, we'll get to Fuck. that. Cut, cut all this. Yeah. We need to write this down and put it into a script. <laughs> I, for, I forced a bot to watch 1,000 hours of real deal, no sex appeal, Bigfoot ideas. This is what it came up with. 19 minutes into this movie, like, guys, we got the Earth Core Kickstarter. <laughs> just rips Aaron fucking face off. No, no, Bigfoot, get away from that nuke. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> producer's just giving up just giving us a death glare right now what are you gonna like all do all of them are just fucking all of them are sitting around the cockpit like oh fuck what do we do and then one of the characters steps up and goes don't worry I've been practicing my Sasquatch calls I'll lead him away <laughs> I drew the short straw yeah. so we'll get to... oh and then just gets his face ripped off <laughs> I knew I was good to bring along my pit bull. So anyway. You just see the shadow emerge when they're outside in those suits. And you're like, wait, what the fuck is that? And you just hear someone go, and they get just dragged away. You never see them again. Oh, my God. So we got to move on. The movie does, in fact, continue apace. Uh, this is a scene where Serge, the French guy, dies. Because, wait, what was the reason? Uh, he dies because it was all his of turn. the world's greatest scientists that were on this ship couldn't figure out the trash can puzzle to get the door open, so they couldn't <laughs> get him out. A 400 of the smartest people in the world came up with this, but uh, good job, scientist engineer who came up with Virgil. Um, he dies, and now Aaron Eckhart is sad about it. But then he's not sad about it anymore, and they never really bring it up again. So, yeah. Uh, anyway, they get down. Man, Aaron Eckhart tries to emote in this scene, and <laughs> yeah, oh that's when they bring up uh, nice. around this time is when they bring up Project Destiny. You know that video game that no one liked. So uh, apparently, Project Destiny is let's simplify it. They're going to nuke the center of the Earth, and uh... <laughs> <laughs> they just fucking say that with a straight yeah. face. How dare you? Yeah, they basically. It's not just that. It's yeah, we're going to use Project Destiny. Again, <laughs> it was like <laughs> oh, the fucking first was... time is the reason that we got into the situation in the first place. Because <laughs> <laughs> they reveal, like you know, our enemies were developing this. You're like, it's 2003, it's 2003 movie. I know what you're trying to do a Cold War thing. I, I know what you're trying to say. If you're trying to tell me like those weapons of mass destruction is actually Project Destiny, but we beat to it. Okay, movie. You know that's the thing. It's like again, oh, get back to the Bush administration. Yes, the weapons of mass destruction thing, mutually assured destruction, whatever. Yeah, I understand. Definitely very dangerous. I don't think even the dumbest person in that control booth is going to accidentally nuke the center of the Earth. 
Uh, Mr. President, we have reports that uh, they've been building electromagnetic fields <laughs> in the Earth. I, I would have, I would have actually died if, as they revealed that this is part of a mutually assured destruction program, we got a jump cut to a guy dressed like Saddam Hussein rubbing his hands together. <laughs> well, it turns out this is why they couldn't find it. Guys. Turns out Vladimir Putin nuked the center of the Earth first. <laughs> guys, it was under us the whole time, <laughs> right under our feet. Those sons of bitches. God. <laughs> Do you think in that uh, that Sasquatch was actually part of SEAL Team 6 and they killed uh, Osama Bin Laden? Oh my god. Sasquatch knows that these are Iraqi <laughs> He's an American here. Oh, actually, I think he's Canadian. Well, whatever. Uh, so. <laughs> no borders, no Bigfoot. So is he a Mountie or is he a Mounted? I want to ride <laughs> Bigfoot into the distance. No, not you, honey. Not you. <laughs> anyway. Uh,. So they're like, no, we're not going to nuke the center of the Earth again. We're not going to do it. We are definitely not going to name our journey to the center of the Earth vessel the Move Avenger. So after <laughs> they decide not to do that, this is where we get the the computer guy. He comes back to us. Uh, and he says, yeah, I got the prime coordinates, which Aaron Eckhart immediately does. Oh, enter the prime numbers because he's a hacker. And uh, he does that. And can we talk about the way that the message comes into him? <laughs> destiny sounds bad how can i help slow it down any way you can cut to the computer guy crying in his chair because computers are too hard for him cut to that spinning skull in the background and this mission control filled with like nasa people movie so good I've had so much more fun talking about it than actually watching it. <laughs> I'm still thinking about them going down eight miles and being like, wait, is that the fucking moon? Wait a second. <laughs> Why is it so bright out here? <laughs> so anyway, uh, they, they come up with another solution that no one else ever thought of. It's to... Um, That's a good, yeah. good question. Uh, <laughs> Rather than launch all the nukes at once, what if we just launched one, and then we launched another one, and then we launched It's like a one. ripple effect. So it's like a chain reaction. And we have to time them all perfectly, and then we have to escape the nukes. This is this is a point that it, it bear, it's worth mentioning, that uh, this whole movie they've been talking about how they don't know how the core of the Earth works, or what it's made of, or fucking anything about it. But also they have to do this precise timing with the giant nuclear warheads to get the course started again? I, look, I don't know. That's the least of our worries because Stanley Tucci dies for really no reason. God, can we, we need to talk uh, we about forgot Stanley about, We forgot about deal. the second half Stanley Tucci. Let's, let's discuss Stan, second half Stanley Tucci. So first half Stanley Tucci is like this suave academic who clearly thinks he should be in charge. Yeah. Or at least that's how he sees himself. And, like, his, he's annoying the rest of the crew by, like, constantly, like, taking notes on a tape recorder because, like, he's going to write a book about this. Right, he's going to take all the glory. Then the Doomsday Project thing is revealed, and something in his brain snaps, and he turns into a character from Glengarry Glen Ross <laughs> and just starts fucking screaming his dialogue at everyone and anyone. And it is fucking incredible because it's so much louder than the rest of the movie you're like wait what, what what's happening what huh 
it's like the kind of thing where you're like, fuck, is somebody else in my house? Like, what is happening? <laughs> it's one of my things that I, I really uh, liked about it is he starts, like, really going fast. And that freakout scene that he has, like, we, we can't turn it. You can't do this. Or we have to do Project S. We have to do it. He's just going on and on and on. Like, it's a Dennis Leary rant. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. It's a good yeah, way to put it. It's, it just <laughs> goes, man. It's... And that's the scene that he gets punched in the nose. It's not a stupid shit. There was like, there were so many other uh, words he could have done. There. He could have been like, give him a fresh one. He was annoying me too. Uh, can you imagine? <laughs> I, I don't know who told him. Yeah. Really go for it, man. You got a shot at this one. A lot of people are going to see this. I, I'm going to, I'm going to go with no one. <laughs> I'm going to go with Stanley. I Tucci. think that was all his personal <laughs> choice. Oh man. Seeing him in the, in the, like, just in the trailer be like, God, I, I really have to impress that stagehand. She's really cute. <laughs> uh, they brought her in just to, like, wipe his sunglasses down. Anyway, yeah, he, boy, does he go for it. And he dies and delivers the movie Soul F-Bomb. And, boy, what a good one. It's an incredible yeah. F-Bomb. Like, this is the way you deploy your F-Bomb. If you, They should, like... Anybody that's making a PG-13 movie from here on out should take notes on how well this it's is It's a pretty good death scene, too, although I think I would have liked it a little bit more if he did that laugh that uh, that uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme does in Enemies Closer. <laughs> My hair. <laughs> really wish it was he's just He's just doing, like, the most, like... Carl Sagan ass monologue into a tape recorder while trapped under a 200 megaton nuclear bomb in the center of the earth <laughs> stops himself midway through and goes wait what the fuck am I doing then laughs and blows but we have to also talk about the engineer's death because I really want to talk about the engineer's death so turns out those suits are not impervious to all harm <laughs> at all they're like okay so it turns out it's I'm just going to keep throwing out the same number out there, 9,000 degrees, because I like dragon balls today. And uh, he he says, oh, our suits can withstand maybe half that. And they look at him, so you're saying whoever goes out there is not coming back. He's like, correct, let's all draw straws. He cheats to make himself the, the shortest straw. They're like, wait, when do you get to be the hero? That's not fair. It's like, uh, he's going to burn alive, guys. So <laughs> as soon as he goes out there, he basically starts melting, and he's still able to keep on walking. <laughs> With the amazing power to Bell. <laughs> it is the dumbest thing. If you can withstand half of nine thousand degrees and you walk out into something that is nine thousand degrees, you're not going to survive for maybe twenty seconds. You're gonna go up a like that. <laughs> Same. But also the hundred and fifty other times I've seen this in movies. Because this scene is in every movie where there's a hot Yeah, I mean, this is also the same thing that we got where I called up my dad for the lava scene in Jurassic World 2. Where he's just yeah. like, oh, his and boots it's the in there? Like, come on. It's it's the same thing with Ken Watanabe in, in Godzilla. Like, <laughs> it's just, it, this scene, it's in every submarine movie. It's in every nuclear reactor movie. It's in every volcano movie. Like, you just have to do it. It's I know, rules. but... This, I don't know. This one goes on for so long, all right? I was just laughing. And it was also because previously we had established that these things were fucking impervious because they probably could have gone directly to the heart of the sun and just walked around and be like, this is interesting. I have to collect a sample for back home. <laughs> collect a sample of this plasma and take back to Earth. Take it back to this. Okay, so I have concentrated sun energy right here. 
<laughs> put it in the Gluon gun, use it against the Vortigons. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so he dies. He even ends up dropping his little tool or whatever, which ends up melting as soon as it hits the ground because it's not wearing a spacesuit for tools. <laughs> uh, anyway, they escape the biggest uh, explosion thing or whatever, and they somehow get back to the surface. Um, yeah, I guess. Sure. I, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of going really fast because I want to get to one of my favorite scenes of the movie it is the very end where the computer guy goes to a cyber cafe. Uh, it <laughs> wearing that <laughs> fucking bucket hat. Oh my god! That and the, like the sunglasses and everything with his latte there and the hot pocket. He brings out his stealth hot pocket. Chekhov's fucking yeah. hot pocket coming yeah, into play. <laughs> so now you know he's going to concentrate. So if you guys have ever seen Watchmen, Parker, it's based on a comic book. Uh, it's what yeah. I like those. <laughs> It's the thing where it's like now uh, Rorschach, the good character, is going to reveal his. It's uh, <laughs> going to reveal his. That's pretty funny. It's going to, That's good. It's going to reveal what happened to the rest of the world. It's our job as to whether to believe it. I want to look again. Two thousand three. I have a fair, fairly decent memory of what interfaces looked like. You know, like GUIs and everything. Look back back in two thousand three. The rap program, <laughs> the rap program that gave that gives everyone the spicy keychain that it is a real heroes dot doc. Chris, that's because your kung fu is not strong. <laughs> <laughs> He's crying because he got Oh, everyone in the cyber cafe is like looking around, like, oh, what the hell? Oh, they're in my network. I, Everyone else would just, like, either restart their laptop, turn the thing off, close it, you know, like, hey, waitress, what's going on? But he hacks them, but it's a white hat hacker to tell them the real heroes of the story are the ones who went to the center of the earth. Hey, hey nerd, can you get this shit off my computer? I don't fucking care. <laughs> yeah, this is a school teacher. Click. Thanks, man. I'm gonna go just home now. Dump your iced coffee all over his computer. <laughs> we didn't even talk about like the whole hey. the ozone layer growing and some guy gets a sunburn. <laughs> or funny. the Roman Colosseum just getting hit by lightning until it explodes. <laughs> the Golden Gate Bridge just melting into the fucking ocean as an aside while they're tunneling to the center of the fucking planet. It's, it's, it's so good. I'm glad we watched this instead of Lost in Space. Okay. So- but also, I'm glad we're going to watch Lost in also Space. Also, though, yeah. yes. I mean, yeah, speaking you of space, for speaking of space, weeks. by the way, it's down to 53%. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just want a, a confirmation. Is that good? <laughs> uh, let me ask my good friend, <laughs> Rat, just, the hacker. <laughs> it just keeps dropping. Da, 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 da. Do we have World any. Meet Destiny. Do we have any last thoughts on the core? It's cool that the movie ends with him like, yeah, I meet my Hot Pocket and release all this info. He would be in Abu Ghraib the next day. <laughs> he would they would just throw him down the out. hole they made. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. They, they dug that hole, right? So they go down into the hole. Wouldn't all the water in the ocean just be going, just like going right down there like a little drain? Correct. Don't worry about it, dude. 
Don't do not He's worry. He's just emptying out into space. Can you imagine all the water chasing after him? Stanley Tucci says we have to use the water to cool the core. <laughs> Fuck me, dude. That has to be the script. Somewhere. They cut it out for time. <laughs> we can't afford that much CGI water. We That's in our budget on those whales. <laughs> oh, I forgot about the whales. So they come back to the surface, and it's another save the whales bullshit. It's just like the whales are back. The as soon as they nuke the core, the Earth is healing itself in fast motion. <laughs> so fucking, like the Earth is made out of piccolo skin. <laughs> it just regenerates itself. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of piccolo skin, dude, that picture you shared to me of that Covington guy getting knocked out or what? <laughs> the MAGA MMA yeah. fighter with all the black famous people and also Mr. Popo <laughs> laughing. That's fucking good, dude. <laughs> Malcolm X and also Piccolo laughing at this MAGA dude. <laughs> the internet fucking rules. Uh, the other, okay, my final thought here on this movie is that. There was a story, you know, years and years ago called Journey to the Center of the Earth. It was basically like one of those fables, like, what could we find at the center of the Earth? It was like, you know what? That's kind of interesting to see how, you know, people's belief systems evolved over time. To release a movie like this in 2003, (laughs) it's just astonishing that they thought that they could get away with this. It's just incredible. I want an oral history of this movie. I really need to see the behind the scenes. Why... I want to see. Are there fans of this movie? I want this to be a cult classic. I really yes, oh. present. <laughs> yeah, you're right here. I really, <laughs> really want to see like people who go to conventions here. They dress up like the hacker at the end of the movie for costume contests. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah, for yeah. costumes. That's why I do it. It's <laughs> going to say way ahead of you, <laughs> ironically. <laughs> oh man, what a beautiful work of art. Uh, 136 minutes, Alex. Tell us about the game of games. So who here remembers how ties work? Oh, oh yes. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> Chris, would you like to assign Parker a movie first? I will I? assign Parker a movie first. Glad we have a short week ahead of us. Parker, I'm going to assign you uh, one of my all-time favorite movies, a movie you should have watched years ago. You're going to be watching Leon the Professional. Six underground, got it. Please watch Leon the Professional in high definition. Oh, I can't believe I can't believe Chris is making you watch a pedophile. Oh, real funny. Uh, it's 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 one of my all-time favorites. Uh, please please watch it on the big screen. Uh, it's worth your time and attention. I explained it to Chris in a way that made sense. That I've seen Luke Besson's I, other movies. No, went, that's yeah. I'm not. I'm not taking anyone else's word for fair it because I have also seen Luke Besson's other movies. And you've seen more of them. I don't know why, but uh, he's very cool. He, he's My brain very normal. Sucks, that's but why. Uh, this one I love. I think this is no. The Fifth Element's really good. No, yeah. Okay. No, thanks for nothing. Incorrect. I, yo, I lost. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad we I agreed lost on my this. virginity to that movie, and it was well. That the movie was odd. It was just like, oh, God, can we turn this off? No, we're just gonna. Fine. I hope whenever that happens for me, it's under better <laughs> oh, circumstances. Dude, it was so fucking lame. So correct. The movie or the that too. Sex sucks. But what the <laughs> fuck? They're making a sequel to Lucy. Why? Because Parker uh, gave it enough money, so they need to add enough. I read boxed it. Get over. It. <laughs> That's the case. Like this movie sounds dumb. You're like, oh, it's not even interesting enough with this stupid concept. It's just boring. I. 
I'll watch a stupid fucking dumb concept. I'm about to watch the Mandela effect. If your movie has a <laughs> dumb enough pitch, I'll no, watch I'm, it. I'm very ready for uh, Parker to give Leo the Professional a perfect five out of five and say, why can't we get more of this from Luc Besson? Because it turns out, I think uh, Luke, he didn't really care about this movie. He just sort of made it as like a one-off to sort of raise enough money to make his dream project, which was The Fifth Element. Turns out no one actually likes the fifth element, but they all love. Just uh, casually made this throwaway movie about fucking a teenager. No, about very clearly not doing that. I know he doesn't. Yeah, I know, but, I know, yeah, I know. It's important to me, but uh, yeah, you get lay on the professional. Uh, Alex, go ahead. Your assignment. Parker, have you seen Yakuza Apocalypse? No, but every word of that <laughs> is doing that, a lot for wow, me. Wow, that's a that's a title right there. <laughs> Almost Buckle as good as jujitsu. <gasps> Look, oh we're doing that. That's an episode. Oh, yeah. Look, it's a Japanese movie uh, by a director that Chris saw a movie from earlier this week. Uh, <laughs> to be fair, he has a hundred movies. Correct. And it is about a Yakuza boss who is also a vampire. All right, well, I'm in. It's a good thing you haven't seen it, because my backup was Nacho Libre. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I just... Oh. oh my god <laughs> okay <clears throat> alright note to self always take the first option <laughs> the backup is Holy never shit. good that, you gotta use your bumper nuts very carefully he's oh not god. lean he's not mean he's nacho average hero fuck that sucks man it really sucks that you said that to me <laughs> I can't believe I didn't watch it this week I can't believe you didn't either. Hey, what are our records combined to? Speaking of this week, uh, <laughs> our records combined would be nine and nine, and six of the wins are for me. I mean, you know, whatever, whatever right. gets him the Nacho Libre fast. Parker, Parker, do you not remember how ties you get work? Because now you get to assign I, each of yeah. us a movie. Okay, Can you make it a good one, Chris. Yeah, yeah, uh, Chris, you're gonna be watching Nacho Libre. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you'll like it, but I want you to see us because I feel like there's a lot there that you know. It's talk weird. About. Oh, that was actually the other it's... one from the trivia thing. It was two letters long. It's like, yeah, it was a much anticipated sequel to Get Out. I don't know if you'll like it. I have very conflicted feelings on it. I, I still like don't know if I like it. Yeah, yeah. I might use this as an excuse to rewatch it because it's showing up on a bunch of best horror of the year, and I don't yeah. know how I feel about it. So, Chris, yeah, you watch that. And Alex, you, you want to watch a Scott Atkins movie this week? Please, please. <laughs> I want you to download Avengement and just enjoy okay. so many prison fights. <laughs> it is so fucking good. Oh god, that's right. That came out this year. It sure did. It's a big oh, year. Fuck. <laughs> oh man. Am I going to be making a late addition to my yearly best of list? It is just a montage of brutal prison fights. It's so good. Scott Adkins. From the director of Triple Threat. (gasps) Thank God. It's a big I could rewatch Triple Threat right now, actually. (laughs) I could also rewatch Triple Threat. Next week's episode, The Rise of Skywalker (laughs) and also Triple Threat. And also Cats. Which I... Oh my God, am I going to watch Cats when I'm in Korea? Oh my god, yes. please yeah, watch see Cats it in, please in Korean and tell me how it translates. <laughs> I can only imagine how they would spell out the word jellicles. 
How does that even happen? <laughs> Just all Korean letters and then Jellicle written in English. <laughs> and that's the T, sis.